and we did the first weight loss challenge. And I remember I was like, I, I think I'm going to fucking lose this challenge. I'm not doing it the right way. I'm doing it the wrong way. And it's, you're not going to win with the wrong way. I What's go, the I'm wrong eating, way? I was taking Xanax and Ambien, like offsetting them. So I'd sleep and just not eat that way. 100%. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are just $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Just ask Niana that works here. I mean, she's thrilled with her Mint Mobile savings. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans for just 15 bucks a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, Go to mintmobile.com slash bears. That's mintmobile.com slash B-E-A-R-S. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bears. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Pull up the fucking lineup. They had you're to figure out how to get. You're telling me that Dave Chappelle's the only. No, had, no, they had to figure out how to get Dave Chappelle on top and make it fair for everybody else. Oh. And, and so C, they did it with C. Pull it up. Let me see. So it's got to be Colin Quinn's at the bottom. Colin Quinn's at the bottom. David Tell's got to be number one. Yeah. Ronnie Chang used to spell his name C H A N G. They made him change it for <laughs> for this thing. That's truth. That's Can you truth. pull it up, Nadav? Thompson, hey guys, new two bears, one cave. Okay, oh, that's the Square Garden, Dave Chappelle lineup. This is it, that's the it. MSG. MSG is it's interesting. That's also something they put in Asian food. Dave, oh, so Chappelle didn't do it. Yeah, it is, it is, it is. It Dave Attell, Bill Burr, Oh, so the Chappelle Dave wasn't Chappelle. on top. Yeah, no, that's, oh, so they did Attell, do it alphabetical. I guess that is a shit show, because you're like, who does go on top? Who does let's, go- let's me and you do this, Damn, okay? Ryan Chang spells his name Here we go. way wrong. Yeah, okay. This, let's get in trouble with friends. Okay, so are we doing it by billing or who should open? Who should, who should, oh, we're going to go who closes it yeah. and who, and who's, <laughs> no one's following Chappelle. Is. That might go four hours. So nobody, no one's, no going one's after like, Chappelle. Nah. Uh, Burr has got to go late. You can't, yeah, but you can't put him right before Chappelle. You could. You, are, are there intermissions? Do you remember when I was doing this Not Happy the Live ones and there was one, it was just a stacked lineup and it was like Rogan, Burr, maybe you all in one. And then I was Burr, you're going to go on last. He's like, why do I have to go on last? I'm like, because you became the best comic in the world, dude. Yeah. So sorry, you're going on last. <laughs> Burr. One time I was doing a show and with Burr and they were, and I was hosting, so I was hosting, hosting, hosting. And then I, it was for uh, All Things Comedy. And at the very, right before he went on, yeah, I, they were like, hey, can you do some material? And I was like, oh yeah, sure. So they, the st- they started sh- chanting the machine, and I go, and, and I hear them through the screen. Don't fucking do it. Don't fucking do it. All right, let's go back to the MSG lineup, okay? Yeah, okay, okay, so. All right, first person going first. Let's is, see, let's see, let's see. It could be Jost and Che together, because I could see them hosting really yeah, well. Okay, okay, then let's do that. J- 
Jostin Che are hosting. Jostin Che are hosting. Or you know, Jimmy Fallon could host, because he's got to be the weakest comic. No, I like that, because I've never seen Jost or Che stand up, so I like having them host. Having them together. Yeah, and they're funny together. They're really yeah. funny together. I've never seen Jost stand up. I've seen Chase plenty of times. When they do the thing where Michael Che writes the joke for Colin Jost. And he has to do it. And he has to read it, is my favorite fucking thing. Why is that? Why is that? Because it's just racist. It's just him writing <laughs> racist jokes <laughs> yeah. for his friend to say. Because they've agreed it, creatively. They've agreed creatively. I'm going to write really racist things. And and what it's amazing is woke SNL. Like I'm, sh- I don't know anyone Audiences. that works at SNL, but like I'm certain there's got to be a wokeness to it. Well, yeah. And so, <laughs> and so they pitch that, and then all of a sudden, no one can go, "Hey, man, racism isn't funny." Well, they're also be like, "You can't do that." Like black guy suggested it. Like, do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's the same thing with the vaccines. I don't care. I'm not getting into it. But they're like, you have to get the vaccines. What about black people? I'm st- I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. I yeah. told I was I was with my one of my bodyguards was ex-military. And I was just I didn't know. I didn't know what his stance was going to be because he's ex-military. Right. He's he's get this. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say this or not. He's yeah. also Alex Jones's bodyguard. OK, really? Yeah. Man, he was so fun to talk. But he goes, "What about the vaccine?" No, I'm talking to a black dude first, right? Military second. Alex Jones is bodyguard third. Yeah. So I go, I don't know. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm like, how do I fucking do this? I go, I go. I can understand, you know. Uh, I go. I think everyone should get it. But I can understand, you know, if a black guy doesn't want to get it, because and he goes, "Why?" And I went, "Oh fuck, this isn't going Stop on the road." It. And I was like, "Just out, just out." <laughs> should I just say the N word, throw my drink on the ground, and run? <laughs> Just throwing out and run like it's a flashback. Okay, so we're going to have Michael Che. Che and, jo- che and Joe's host. Hey, host. Is that funny? Mike, Michael Che is really funny, right? As a com- stand-up, stand-up comic. Stand-up yeah. comic, yeah. right? Legit. You know who I ran into the first for the first time ever was yeah. Sam J. She's great, too. She is fucking. She's also, her- I mean, sure, there's lots of great comics. So it's like, yeah. you can say that all you want, but like, she's so fun to drink with. She was, at, she was I was, ran into her drinking. And I just walked up to her. I was like, <laughs> she gets more and more argumentative. <laughs> Sometimes me and Shane will be sitting there, and and we're all talking. And then Sam, we're all talking, having fun, shooting shit, making fun of a Jew, a black, a white, you know, whatever. And then it just starts to get more and more heated as they start drinking more. And then everyone just sits back. <laughs> just oh, says, I gotta get her on my podcast. Sam um, Jay, um, she okay, lives here now. she lives here. She for like two months. Oh, nice. Okay, so. And then we're going to put Jimmy Fallon first. Jimmy Fallon's going to open the show. Probably the Let's least see. accomplished stand-up on this list. No, I don't mean that shitty, but he is the yeah. least accomplished stand-up on this list. He'll get a big fucking roar. Ladies and gentlemen, kicking off our show, our opening comic, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, he brings out his guitar, sings a song, place goes nuts. Now, he while he was hosting SNL, the Weekend Update, he came into the store with Sobel, and he was like, can I go on? Or maybe Sobel asked, can he go on? And I had to call Mitzi to ask permission. Wow, <laughs> and she was she was like, "Let me think about it." I think I saw I think I saw Jimmy Fallon when I first started stand up. Yeah, I think he was doing clubs with his guitar. He was a stand up. He, he started as a stand up. He was a straight stand up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, but I think I think just on this list, you're talking about. Oh man, who's good now? Um. Yeah. Who's Who's working now and who's got the best material? Yeah. Like I'll tell you right now, I would much rather follow Jimmy Fallon than fucking John Mulaney. Jimmy Fallon. I heard John, John Mulaney's new material. Heard it crushes. Is, destroying i love john mulaney i love john mulaney he came up to me one night at the store yeah i guess we can say it now fucking faded <laughs> no one knows he grew up in theater none of those Dude. people come out clean from that like are you nuts that's he the fucking was, most degenerate world he came up to me and i was like because one of my favorite john mulaney stories he told on uh on marin and it was 
he used to love to do coke and listen to Steely Dan. And I immediately was like, this is the coolest guy alive. He's so cool. This is my definition of cool guy. He like, puts on a suit and everybody's like, oh, I guess you must be like a twink. <laughs> I know, but no, like, I mean, I don't think, I don't think I'm going to have a catch with him. I don't think he can throw a baseball, but like, I'm pretty certain John Mulaney, I've seen him sit down on a couch and it looks awkward. You might be right on that. Yeah. I don't think John Mulaney is throwing out the first pitch anytime soon for a fucking Mets game, okay? Yeah. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, John Mulaney. And he's got one up there. (laughs) Hi, everybody. But no, dude, him doing coke and listening to Steely Dan is the most gangster fucking way to do coke. He did it by himself. He's doing coke Coke by by himself. himself. By himself in his dorm room. Maybe Jewish industry rubbed off on him. And if you get fucked up enough, Steely Dan talks to you. Me, me and my, oh, with the guitar? Ste- no, the, it's is just, that that one? No, 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 no. No static at all. No static at all. FM, no static at all. I'm not familiar with that. I've been, I've been listening to Steely Dan all weekend because of the John Mulaney shit. Because of what he's going through. I've been listening to Steely Dan because I think when I think John Mulaney, I think Steely Dan. Now. Now, when I think John Mulaney, my first thought is Steely Dan and cocaine. I didn't know how, how well he was doing. Before and he had moved to, I'd seen him, or it's me and David Taylor had seen him, and I was like, "Hey man, like you're really funny." He was doing that the John Waterston impression still, was that long ago, yeah, fifteen, eighteen. I was like, "You want to come into the store and get into the store?" This is back then before Egit got there. I'm like, "I can help get you in. I think you'd be great there." And he was like, "Oh, cool, thanks. I'm, you know, I'm not around much." I didn't realize he was already like, (laughs) "Oh, launched." (laughs) It was funny. Uh, Someone told me uh, very young when John Mulaney was very young. They're like, "Hey, I think John Mulaney stole a joke from you," and I was like, "I don't know who John Mulaney is. This is like, this is like." This is like ago. 12 years, 13 years ago, yeah. maybe even longer. And they're like, he's a really funny comic. And I go, well, it's, it was the joke about uh, you ever go dr- drinking and uh, you wake up the next morning and you, you're like, you're like, I have no money. And you're like, the only thing scarier than that is waking up and finding 750 bucks. You're like, what the fuck did I do last night? <laughs> yeah. Check your asshole. You're like, oh God. Um, and they're like, he's got a similar joke. I go, well, it's just a joke. That's why I got away from fucking straight jokes. Like joke, joke, joke jokes. Because uh-huh. anyone can write them. And by the way, then John Mulaney starts blowing up. And I took it as a compliment that my writing was good. It was good enough for him. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, nice. I'm parallel thinking with John Mulaney. Yeah. I remember the first times you get a joke stolen here. It doesn't happen much. It really is an overhyped thing. But yeah. like, but like when you do by an older, co- you're just like, oh, like that part of you is like, yeah, that's thanks. Dude, can I tell you what? And now, now let's spend, let's spend some time talking about celebrating John Mulaney. Okay. Uh, Isla, we were driving to a Dodgers game one time, and Isla had watched John Mulaney's special with Georgia, the and they one? were kid gorgeous, kid gorgeous. Yeah. And where his he had the joke about the guy said, "Punch out the taillight and wave your hand." What am I supposed to punch out the taillight and wave your hand? I don't know. That's the one of the punchlines. She was reciting it to the kids in the car. She was reciting John Mulaney to the kids in the car, and I heard her. Now I use her for all my material. And I thought she had come up with this. It's a John Mulaney bit. And you're like, damn, and I am brilliant. crying, laughing, going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I was like, she, I have the greatest <laughs> fucking bit. I go, wait, what did this? You're going to steal from your daughter instead of oh, fucking, instead of fucking heart, push her towards greatness? Heartbeat. You were going to cut her leg off from under. She could have been one of the greats. And you're like, no, I'll take any any ounce of fucking future she has. She goes, no, the guy, come, I go, I started over, started over. And what, what happened? <laughs> right, I, I'm pulling and up right there. She's like, this guy comes into our school and, you know, who are we supposed to? It's a, it's a big job. John Mulaney bit about this guy talking about safety with kids and he's like you know if they throw you in the trunk you're supposed to punch out the window and she's like what am I gonna do punch out the window and wave with my little fifth grade hand and I was like I'm crying laughing and my buddy Eric goes oh that's a good bit and I was like oh it's amazing <laughs> yeah. and he goes it's John Mulaney and I go what and I go wait you're, 
did you write that island? She goes, no, this some guy did. And I go, hey, you can't be doing other people's material in the car because I'm going to fucking take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Harwick is having a good joke about it. He goes, uh, the other day I was, uh, and by I was, I mean me or one of my non-comedian friends, was uh, going <laughs> to the store. <laughs> by the way, I love when people go to rehab. Everyone celebrates the strength of them changing. How? What about the guys like me who have been white-knuckling it for fucking 27 years? That's right. No rehab necessary. And I'm still fucking my wife. Fucking 18 years later, I'm staring at him. Whoever, no, no one ever applauded. Every for season, fucking... whether he wants to or not, he's sticking it in. 52 years old. I want to see you guys fuck a 52-year-old. Fucking come on, man! <laughs> Dude, I used to steal jokes, and in fourth grade, I stole um, um, Eddie Murphy's uh, Raw or one of those. And, and my friends called me and be like, "Man, bitches these days, you, you know, used to be you just kick him out of the car. Now they'll be like, hey, get the fuck out!'" And then everyone was like, "Are you? You're, you don't drive. It's fourth grade. <laughs> what are you talking about?" You <laughs> heard them. I have a visual. Of a dreaded, what are these called? Dreadlocks? Yeah, dreadlocks. Dreadlocks. Rapunzel. Scenic with the, with the fucking wavy gravy hat. The fucking, look like a fucking cowboy but that does mushrooms. With the, and Ari's walking. He goes, I gotta, I gotta turn quick. Cause be looking at my ass. <laughs> what it is? All the other Jewish kids are staring at it. What? You fuck around and get AIDS up in this bitch. <laughs> and they're like, what is that? That hasn't even come out yet. Uh, <laughs> Oh, that's so fucking funny. Uh, yeah. You know the first time AIDS I ever was knew... not feared in the Hasidic Jewish community. <laughs> How's it gonna get in? I don't know. <laughs> Sweet, they meet, they meet their wives for like a month before they marry them. You go on uh, Hasidic date. You go on dates in public places just to discuss like the, the the logistics. Like, how many kids do you want? Do you want to move to Israel or not? If that doesn't match up, like, best of luck. Enjoy getting home. Oh, uh, I remember. And then if it does, then you're like, well, let's discuss this further. There's this, we live next to this Jewish couple, a Hasidic Jewish couple. Good neighborhood, I assume. It was a great neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, That's not the old no, place. Actually, you might want to bleep it out. They might live there still. Oh, dude, you know how many crank, I'll get into how many crank calls my old phone number gets? <laughs> uh, I had to change my fucking phone number. Oh, I had yeah. to change my fucking phone number because people were got, got my number and it was right before my surgery and they were tweeting, texting, texting me. Yeah. Uh, it's different. Bugging when you. when they you can get into someone's life immediately, so you're like, oh, what's this? It's What's your new number? Oh, fuck. I actually don't know it. I actually don't know it. I called my, my doctor today to get a prescription and refill my, uh, what do you call it? Yeah. And they were like, What's your phone number? And I was like, I don't know. And they're like, How do you not know your phone number? And I was like, Fuck off, dude. Yeah. You're a fucking pharmacist. Don't act like you're better than me. <laughs> fucking fake ass doctor. Fucking pharmacist. So wait, clerk, uh, drug clerk. The first, what's crazy is, what's really crazy is the people that were the meanest started off the nicest. What do you mean? Like this one guy had oh, texted, texting and calling you? had texted me like like hey man you're, you're you know you're real funny or whatever and then I was like oh thanks and then he texted like three or four times when he was drunk and then it just turned nasty. You want to be like, like how do I get them out of here without them? So I, I'll get texts or calls from like someone I used to fuck like twelve years ago, new boyfriend. Oh, I'm like oh you have Ari Shafir's number? Let me see it. <laughs> so oh, it'll be no like way. That. Yeah, so I had to change it too, but it was like. It's like, I don't, they're fucking moms now. Do you know what I found? I found a porn of a girl that looked like a girl I used to date, like identical. Oh, how hard. And, I, and then I found her page and was like, oh my God, she like fucks all the time and she looks exactly like an ex-girlfriend. And I was like, I'll be jerking off to her. Back in. Yep, I'm back <laughs> in. Relationships on again. Pretending <laughs> I'm back in college, baby. Yeah. Just, gah, gah, gah. I jerked off this morning. The... Uh, the first time I remember a bunch of Hasidic Jewish kids came up to me on Melrose. I was in like a furniture store with my buddy Eddie and they were fucking with me. Like they were like, 
they were like busting my balls. Hasidic kids? Yeah. That's and great. I love this. Yeah. I had never seen that. It was like, you know, like. I, Some of them are cool. Yeah. I call them frontier Jews. Frontier Jews? Yeah. They're like, they're willing to get out there and mix it up. Yeah. It, it was, I, I, I kept laughing and I go, you guys are fucking with me. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, wait. You, like, I didn't know you were allowed to talk to me. Oh, this is the one I want to tell you about. As long as you're not so, a chick. As long as you're not a woman or black, they can talk all you want. <laughs> the So the, we live with this Hasidic, it was a Hasidic guy first, right? Yeah. He moves into the building. And then one day he shows up with a fucking dime. One of the most attractive women who I've ever seen. And one of the women that were, that lived there. Do you remember the other Ari that was the director who... Uh, it was friends with Steve Byrne and all them. Yeah, sort of. Anyway, it's, 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 that's not, not going anywhere in the story. Okay. But she was so fucking hot, so fucking hot, wig on, fucking hot. Yeah, because they get nicer hair with the yeah. wig. And it's she, unfair. So one day, I pull in, Leanne and Georgia, I think we just had, no, Georgia and Ida, Leanne takes the girls in, and he sees me, and he goes, hey. He, was, he had like a Amsterdamian accent, like a Danish accent, you know, like a weird mm -hmm. accent. Hey, hey, hey. You see my wife? I said, <laughs> I said, yeah. And he goes, not bad, huh? And I was like, yeah. He was sitting on his car like this. Yeah. And I go, yeah, yeah. And he goes, uh -huh, uh -huh. like just. And I go, yeah. She's really pretty. And he goes, come on. I just saw her for the first time too. Amazing, <laughs> right? <laughs> and like he had just got a brand new wife, and he was. It was. She was so fucking hot. Do we in yeshiva? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. We're in yeshiva once. We're in seminary, and so there are all these like gross kolel people. that were like they learn all the time. We pay people to learn for you. It's almost like a weed co-op for, yeah. for getting closer to God. And so one of the, one of them got a super hot wife, and we're all these like eighteen year olds just staring at her like, oh my God, she's so hot. And then somebody's like, you guys know what you're doing right now? What? And we're like, what? Like coveting another man's wife? <laughs> it's in the first ten, bro. <laughs> Wait, you believe in our commandments? No. Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> so wait, this is a, this is a this is a dangerous slippery slope that I'm going to play, okay? Okay. What if, okay, do you know how okay, this this is a this we haven't gotten to what I want to talk to you about yet. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you know how when they have the color spiral, the color wheel where it's like red and then blue and then white's in the center and black and you kind of pull and you see different shades until you get there yeah you hold it up to people for to, no 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 to... it's it's they have it on instagram there, yeah, yeah yeah the rgb color wheel yeah that one to the left far left far left the bottom yeah that that letter okay for the writer so wait try to okay or you did know the rbg color wheel yeah is that what it's really called yeah never know that yeah i definitely didn't just read it off the fucking thing that went up there <laughs> so wait so what if they had that with races of women the color wheel and so you'd be like, the blue is like Nordic chicks, right? Uh huh. Yellow is. Uh, Dude, I I did this in in a in a Amazing Races sketch. Did you? really? I would hold it up against people to see if they could get a, qualify for a free boat ride back to one way boat ride back to Africa, and I'd hold it up. I'd hold it up on them. I'm like, nope, too much mixture. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. Like, oh, okay. What I'm saying is, because like what what you realize is like what I've learned about what's going on in Afghanistan is. All the lines in the sand are dr were drawn up by imperialists in the fucking. 50s. Oh right, right. Those aren't supposed to be. Those countries. aren't supposed to be there. And yeah. so what? And ethnically, you do see people change as you start going closer to Asia, further from Asia. Well, it's like the the American version of it is like the South doesn't just end when you go from like Georgia to fucking you know South yeah. Carolina. 
Yeah. It doesn't just stop at the border. You get a the different flavor of South. Yeah. You know? But like slowly changes over. So like I'm saying, if that using that color wheel as an example, if you started walking from Norway and just started walking all the way to Asia, looking at the different shades and styles of women, yeah. where would you want to land? Because I never oh, knew. I am really attracted to Indian women. But I wonder if it's... Indian women are some of the hottest and ugliest. So like their princesses are fucking legit. Same with, the, with Persians. Persian hot, great. Persian not hot is fucking hair. It's a hairy situation. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Hold on. Worse than white people, white women, you think? Because uh, there's, I mean, not to, oh. not, not to hate on my own race, but there's a ugly, I think it's just, I think it's just any race well, also, as uh, the ugliest person. Yeah. American, <laughs> the, okay, we're talking about the American white women are ugliest, just the ugliest. We're achieving a level of ugly. Type in, by, let's type in hard ugliest Asian woman, ugliest white woman, ugliest, yeah. and might as well type in get canceled. Yeah. This is the worst <laughs> sketch we've ever come on. <laughs> ugly, just type in ugly white woman. Ugliest race by women. Julia Pastrana. What? Oh! Wow. Wow. Okay, no, no way. Okay. No, no way. No, no, she, her face melted. Got, no, she's got to be. That's. That's not fair. This isn't fair. Wow. Don't fucking. Bert, how much, how much to fuck her? No, no. How much just to make fair. out with her? This isn't fair. Leanne gives you permission. No, Leanne says I'm you can fuck, you can fuck that chick who used to be a cook. Hey, who's that chick Bert likes that was a cook? Type in Asian. India, type in Indian. That fucking TV cook. You just have to make out with her for God, five minutes. Fuck. <laughs> no. This, all right. Game's over. Game's over. Type in Asian real quick. I want to see it. Good fucking God. Oh She's my mummified. God. mummified. Oh my God! Oh, we gotta have a, a beauty pageant. Oh, they're all—they're all not that. No, bad. No, she's not that bad. The okay. Asian one's not that bad. Asian women are always hot. Oh, no, she's making oh, a face. Oh. She's making a face. Okay, all right, let's get out of this. Oh. Yeah, Asian's not that bad. Of all the gross. Yeah. Okay. Who's the ugliest Asians? The uh, the ugliest Asians. All of Asia. Which which country? I'm definitely not answering that fucking. It's me and more. Okay, this is a good segue. This is a good segue into what I wanted to talk to you about. Okay, okay. okay so I uh, I saw this clip of this this guy posted. Now it's pre premised by the fact that you are a traveler and you have secret places you don't tell people about. True. This guy is a surfer, professional surfer. Uh, the one with 6,000 views. I listened to what he said, and at first, I was like, I couldn't really wrap my head around it. And then I listened to it, and I went, this makes total fucking sense. And this is kind of the thing that's wrong with Instagram. And this is the thing that's wrong with... Geotagging? With, yeah, with geotagging and stuff. So play what he said, and you got to listen to the, and the headsets. I, I think... Well, I'll tell you in a second, because I know what he's going to say. But you do? Hopefully, yeah. Uh, uh, Anthony Bourdain felt the same way. I feel the same way. Um, I can't get the Olga Charkoff writes about it. It's like right. you have a response. Well, go ahead. I'll... Yeah, let's let's listen to him. And can you get his name? Uh, cool. So hey, hey, Nadav, can you start this in the chest. middle since when he's already talking, um, so we missed the beginning? Yes, I'm totally guilty of ex exploiting Koi. I've used oh. her beauty and her majesty for my benefit many of years. Um, however, I feel the need that it, it, I. It was necessary for me to survive. Nowadays, people are coming. People are from here. People from all over. They're coming here to exploit Kauai and her beauty. And what really, really sucks about it 
you know, for example, guys going down the poly coast and foiling to get that ultimate shot of them foiling down the coast. That drives up home prices here. You know what that does? It drives us out. So, note to everyone, you might just get a local shoved up. Okay, now okay. here's here. Yeah. Now this is what's fascinating. The night before, I'm talking to my girls, and I said, I said, if we could buy a vacation house, one place, just conversation, where would you want to buy? And, and they said Hawaii. And I said, actually, I, I think that is disrespectful for a white guy to go in and buy land in Hawaii. Howie. Yeah, it's almost like that's not my place to buy land. If I want to go there, they've got places I can go. And rent and and put money back into this and I and I actually said that that's the wokest thing that's ever come out of my mouth and my daughters because I've been to Kauai and it's fucking I mean it's, insane it's great but you look at Mark Zuckerberg is who he's talking about he doesn't like Mark Zuckerberg who does Mark, who, Mark, who loves Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> I mean who's like dude you're wrong about that guy he's chill <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking T Pain says that <laughs> so uh, so Mark Zuckerberg is foils and then post the videos of him foiling on the quiet oh, coast cool and then bit. you see that and it's on instagram and then it kind of it does okay so there's a response and by the way we should premise with this dude who left this message yeah. is a fucking badass and if we ever run into him he will have no problem slapping us so make sure we choose our words wisely bring it and i'll fucking show you what time it is <laughs> oh god i place, do not dude. say that yeah, I do not we talked that. about it before the podcast started. He was so wait, a lot so wait, of shit so wait. Before. What were you gonna say? You have a responsibility to the places you visit to keep them a bit secret, so you can still have your picture. You don't have to geotag it. You can show a picture of these amazing places without saying the name of the restaurant. You, you don't have to do that. Go, I went to this amazing restaurant in L.A. You don't have to say the name of the restaurant. I know you want to be like, let me bring business there. But if you, did you see that documentary, that Bourdain documentary, no, I haven't seen that. So he's he's eating when he's first meeting uh, the fucking woman who killed him. Uh, Azial Argento, the one, the yeah. child molester. Um, uh, he's like, she's like, hey, let me say the name. Of he goes, no, don't say the name of the restaurant. She's why? He's like, do you want to fuck a thousand American tourists lined up? To it'll be ruined. Bill Burr did that one time with this great pizza place in Boston. I said, where is it? And he goes, I'm not gonna tell you. Not gonna tell. I you. said why? And he goes, because I want to be able to go there. What do I do when I tell you about places? You tell me that. Well, this immediately I thought of you because you go, hey man, when I was leaving Serbia, you're like, I got a great spot for you, but if I give it to you. You can't, you can't post about it. You can't post while you're there. And, and I, part of me was like, well, don't even tell me about it. Cause like, and you've done that with hikes and what, oh yeah, what there was a hike here. I was like, I have a great hike. It's like, can you not tell anybody? You're like, well, why? I'm like, cause I just don't want to get out. I was like, but what's the, I'm like, we're not going there. I already can't trust you. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going. But it is kind of fucking, it is kind of heartbreaking, I think. And what his point was where I, where I go. So these billionaires, these tech giants go in and buy Kauai. And now all of a sudden, the people whose it's ancestral home, they they don't have land. By the way, that is those beautiful views. That's their beautiful views yeah. that we are. They're allowing us to go look at. Mm -hmm. And by the way, what's also crazy is, I my favorite place in the world is Hawaii. Out of all the places in the world, is fucking Hawaii. I love Hawaii more than anything. And that is like my. But I've always tried to be, and I and I'm, I'm almost got the shit kicked out of me by a fucking hardcore enforcer. And of what surf rules? No, no. We when we were on trip flip. I wish I knew this guy's name. All, the only thing I can tell you, I don't. I, it's better that I don't even say his name. But like I met a bunch of them because what they do is what he's saying is he goes. I've been guilty of it too. And what he's talking about is sometimes in order to make money, 
you've got to, you know, travel channel comes down. You got to, you've got to go, Hey, I'll be your guide. Cause I'm going to make 10 grand and I can pay bills. I don't know if that's who, what he's who saying. Who has to be a guy? Uh, like I've had, uh, uh, one guy that's. Oh, what, a local. A local. They'll right. be like, I'll take you paddle boarding and we can, I'll take you to a cool spot. And so this one guy took us to a really cool spot, this river. And we, he had paddle boards that had lights underneath them. He was set, he was, that was his business. Cool. It was really fucking badass. And we were late. He comes up to me. With Georgia or Isla? No, no, no. It was with Travel Channel. And so he comes up, and they're like, just so you know, they're like, he's like a really respected surfer. I think he's in lineage of from the king. I think he's from lineage of the king. And they're like, you're, you're being really dis disrespectful by being late. And I was like, in my head, I was like, it's production. We don't really have control of it. And they're like, no, no, no. You, Someone needs to go talk to him. And I was like, I'm not letting any of my crew talk to him. And so I went up, and I was like, hey, man. And he got in my face and was like he's bullshit and and he was like this is fucking bullshit you've had me waiting how long i'm fucking sitting here you don't you don't pay me enough and then i got really upset and i was like hey man i i literally fucking tucked my tail and i was like i could not apologize more um can we compensate you hump somehow and then and then like a real man he just kind of squashed it and he goes we're good we're good let's do this segment if you pretend and he's like then let's have good energy because i want everyone to see how beautiful this is i want you to see this product and i was like oh cool and the guy was cool as fucking shit we ended up having beers that night together and the back of a truck and he was like he was like hey sorry i got so heated it's just you know i'm a man and you can't just like leave and i was like no i totally no, and you did it. you put him yeah. on a pedestal you're like i was like oh, i was sorry. like dude and this guy and then and then he left and i googled him and this guy was like and so it is kind of fucking crazy that guys like Mark Zuckerberg go in and buy Kawhi or Oprah, buy the most beautiful beachfronts you can find. And why do they even know about that place? Because he even says he's guilty of it, that guy. He goes, I've done this. Yeah. You know? So that's why I believe him even more. But it's like we've all promoted this place and they go, oh, is it cool? And they're just like, here, I'll just do that. Let's, uh, let's, Michelle let's... was talking to me about this where it's like there's this hike in Zion. And to get to this place, you got to hike for like two days. Um and she goes, and now people just take helicopters there. So you have this like rich fucking pussies that are there. And it's kind of ruined by this idea that it's like, I can just throw money at this problem. Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, all in a single sugar-free stick. I got into the sugar-free sticks, and I was one of those people who was like, oh, is this going to taste horrible now? I actually think it tastes better than any uh, a sports drink that has sugar. It's incredible, and you get hydrated in such an amazing way. I take them with me everywhere. One stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink. Liquid IV contains no artificial sweeteners plus zero sugar in the sugar-free version. It has eight vitamins and nutrients and is non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. However you hydrate, grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off when you first order. When you go to liquidiv.com and use the code CAVE at checkout as 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code CAVE at liquidiv.com. Getting engaged is special for so many reasons. You get to plan the perfect proposal, celebrate the love you've built so far, and look forward to the love you'll build for the rest of your lives. The only part that is not so special, shopping for an engagement ring. If you don't know what you're doing, it can be a nightmare. That's where BlueNile.com comes in. Blue Nile is the original online jeweler since 1999. They've helped millions of couples create 
their perfect engagement ring. With Blue Nile, you can create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. They are committed to ensuring that the highest ethical standards are observed when sourcing diamonds and jewelry. Blue Nile offers 100% satisfaction guaranteed with guaranteed free shipping and returns. Right now, you can get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more with code BEARS at BlueNile.com. That's $50 off with code BEARS at BlueNile.com, BlueNile.com. That is crazy. Like, I remember we took a helicopter around Kauai. I think it was Kauai. Can you see if I've ever been to Kauai? Maybe it's Lanai. What, 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 but, what, but, like, as we're saying it, you're not even learning anything. Stop, just say one of the islands. I think I've been to, I think I've been. There's a picture of me in Hawaii wearing your shoes. Yeah. But it's interesting because that's the way, and this leads into another thing we've been talking about, is that is the way you travel. You don't travel to show everyone how cool your life is. Right. Which is the point of Instagram. The in- point of Instagram is to show, yeah. when I was on Travel Channel, I never posted on Instagram because I thought, I thought there's got to be someone in, in their cubicle going, fuck this guy. The fuck, fuck him. He's what is he just is every night a private dinner on a private beach right. in Puerto Rico, and you're like, and so I never posted about it. And then it's tough because you want to bring a piece of it back and show people, friends, family, even like followers, you know, whatever strangers. Yeah. But like, you, you do want to share it with them. There's different ways to do it. You can tell a story about it on a podcast. You you could show them the thing. I don't, it's tough. It's tough because you're torn on it. Because because it and bums also, me out. Everyone's addicted to likes, so you know it'll get likes. Well, it bums cool me out. Like you spent, and I mean, I, I don't know if you've told. I'm thinking you've told people, but you spent um, um two the quarantine in six months. in six months in South America, just Ecuador, just Ecuador. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were in fucking Peru for some reason. I think I was lying to you, so you didn't tell everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know like, where are you? I'm in like, Cuba. Like, how'd you get into Cuba? I'm like, uh. You question. did tell me you were in Cuba. Yeah, I was like, oh, you got to go through Venezuela, and then you could take a direct flight. <laughs> I told like, everyone you were in Cuba. Yeah. And so, but you spent six months in Ecuador, and I don't think you posted anything about it. Not much. Probably here or there, a little like. But it, what's, I'll tell you what sucks is I wanted to see it. Like, but, I, as your friend, I go, I would love to see what he's up to. Well, so what I did is I sent pictures to my friends. Like, I can still get that feeling back. I did by not go- get one picture. Um, I don't know, Maybe. Okay. No, one time you were talking about the the, the cap, capital you. riots. You were cap, talking about capital riots. Like, isn't this crazy? And I was like, yeah, it sure is. And I just showed you this amazing view. Yeah, of like me on a hammock smoking what, a cigar. So, what 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 makes you be that person that go, does that? You did it in Asia. Mm-hmm. You did it. You've done it a lot. Yeah, I love it. But what, no, but but it's got to be. I love you travel. Know, I, I love remember you, lost. you had a conversation with uh, Rollins. Henry Rollins, and it changed the way you looked at your life, and you're like, I just want to travel. Sort of. I, I asked uh, 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 Justin to like send me. I was like, this was 2012, 2014. I was like, hey, send me places. I want to go places. And he sent me to, uh, to uh, Turner Sparks, brought me to, um, and Andy brought me to China. And then that unlo- unlocked it. I was like, oh, this is so foreign. Uh, 17, 18 days, something like that. And I was like, I've got to do this more. When I talked to Henry Rollins, I was already like, Gonna finish up that special and then take off for Southeast Asia. I'd already decided. So when we were talking about it, I was like pushing me even more. Yeah. You know, because until you're on the plane, you're not sure you're gonna go. I mean, I locked my, I, I called an Uber, put my phone in the drawer, and then walked outside to the Uber to the, to the, to the plane. Printed up my ticket, and I was like, I want no connection to this place. 
I want to be completely free and independent and like. And it was great. I didn't have that this time because I was talking to the podcast. So, and so shit. was there? Did you not get that as a child? Did you not travel much as a child? I thought I didn't, but then somebody reminded me that I lived in Israel for two years. Yeah, but I was like, I don't know why I didn't count that. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what started it. I, I just love it. I love being free, especially in our position. You're worse than me. You have it worse than me in terms of being recognized and stuff. When you get recognized, you're not you're not living like a like a genuine human. Oh, my, my daughter's actually pointed that out uh, Saturday evening. Really? Saturday evening, they said, um, it's weird. You, I was upset because I couldn't find my my mask in the room. I couldn't find my mask and I was sweating and I was like, and we're trying to make this dinner reservation and we're in, Chicago, we're in De- Denver and I'm like, where the fuck? And I'm and like, Leanne and I are almost getting in a, in a fight about it. She's like, I don't, and, and then I, walk out of the room and I'm walking down the hallway and with my mask on, someone goes, holy shit, the machine. And I go, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Gotta like- and then my daughters go, wow, you really changed energy. And I went, huh? And they're like, you were just upset. And then all of a sudden someone recognizes you and you're, and I was like, yeah, but I can't go like, what the, get, what, do you know where my mask is? I can't like yeah. fucking. Cause then they go like, I saw Bert Kreischer once. He was a dick. Yeah. And yeah. I go, baby, I got it. And then we go to dinner and I fucking realized what they said. And I said, that's gotta be Almost. They must see it all. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. They see it all the time. There was a time. There was a time I went to Skippy Simon's birthday party at, at, a, at a, a, a karaoke place in Koreatown. And, and I have another insight on this, too. But, like, I was too drunk. I had to go outside for some air. And I made the mistake of going outside for some air and smoking a cigarette, which is the, the opposite of air. Yeah. And then I'm throwing up. Like in no time, I'm in the back alley throwing up, and I kind of passed out. I realized there was barf right next to me. Oh I moved God. probably two feet away, and then out that back door, some people came out of their office building and like looked at me and go, "Ugh!" And I was trying in my drunken stupor trying to express that I'm not a bum, yeah. but but I had barf. I mean, a pile of barf here. Jesus, I'm Christ. here. I'm like, uh, um, it's not, uh, it's not that. And they're just like, "Ugh!" And like they don't want to talk. I'm trying to convince them. Anyway, in their head, like that's some fucking disgusting guys. These guys, these drunks are ruining the neighborhood. But it wasn't Ari Shafir here. It was just some guy. Yeah. I, I, you can't be that or you or, or even a more famous person. You can't pass out drunk on the street and make well, mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I don't think you're supposed to pass out drunk on the street. But you're supposed to learn from your mistake. I don't smoke cigarettes anymore when I'm that I, drunk. I see what you're saying. I, you're not supposed to be on record. Yeah, every, I, I see what you're saying. Everything's on record. Yeah, it, but it is, I mean, it just comes with the territory. We all knew that when we got into comedy. You know, you, you, there's per, certain parts of your life you just, that that's the gig. That's the gig. Yeah. And it's like, I'm, I'm by the way, I. So, yeah, you're right. It is the gig. So I found a way around it. So I can go to fucking an island in, in <laughs> Cambodia, something like that. But you also don't have any responsibilities. Com- right. It's, it's like you, I was, I was watering my lawn this morning thinking, I was thinking about, or thought about you a lot lately, because knowing we were going to do this. And I thought. I was like, I was like, Ari is always put out in the universe. I don't care about money. I don't care about fame. I care. I it's not my God. Yeah. I care about money. I care about money because I want to set up my girls to be able to go to college. I want to make sure that I can retire. I want to, I, I do care about money. And like, and, and it's funny because the only person I know that cares about money more than me is Tom. We talk about money all the time. And, but, but long, long ago when we were just open micers or when we were, 
when we were just opening and for featuring, we'd talk about how much we were getting paid. And Tom was like, this is healthy. Just so you know, this is healthy. It is healthy to trade. What do you mean? To trade info. And to trade info and, and to know. To want it. And to want it. Yeah. And, and I, but it's, it's very interesting. I, there was a period where I was like, when before I had kids, where I was like, you don't give a fuck. I'll, I remember Jameson wanted me to do a tour. And they're like, you can't tell drinking and driving stories. And I was like, fuck it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. And my dad was like, fucking, you're out of your mind. It was five grand a week, and I was like, "That's back then. Back then is a that was more than I could ever make." And I was like, "It's more if no, no, no. That's more than ninety eight percent of working comics make a week." Oh yeah, yeah. And and by the way, you're still giving half to managers, agents, taxes. So yeah. don't think it's a but. But still, five grand first class travel, first class Ooh. accommodations. Oof. It was all the Jameson you could drink. You would have all the Jameson. They send you a case of Jameson at the beginning of every fucking week. You get back. Thing and they send you a case of Jameson. Public service announcement: Do not try to keep up with Burt Kreischer or Jameson. I've made that mistake and it's a terrible mistake. Yeah. Oh, I've got video of it. Oh, God, it. that was fucking. <laughs> you do throw up. That's odd. <laughs> not always. Just but I'm around you, you a lot. But Jesus Christ. Mark Norman said it this weekend. He was like, "Dude, okay, all right, let's pivot. Right? Okay. Let's pivot." So I have been work, work, work the whole time. Like the whole time. And I and but and I'm still going to be work work work. I'm, I'm I'm I love work. I love what we do. This is the greatest job in the world. Doing a podcast with you and yeah. be, that is for if you couldn't tell me I could have a better day doing a podcast with Tom's. Fun. That's a fun Friends. fucking thing, yeah. right? Sitting around writing jokes all day and then doing spots. It's amazing going to perform at fucking theaters and you're like, this is fucking that the picture, greatest. Picture Norman sent me of, of Dave getting off with Red Rocks behind him, and I was like, I mean, I don't get jealous much. But I was jealous of Dave, dude, and you and him. I was it like, was Damn. Red Rocks was the greatest experience in my career, and I've had a couple really great ones. I talked to Dorf, and he was like, I'm a, "I've been around comedy for 20, thirty years." He goes, "That was cool." They kept coming up to me, going, "The people at Red Rocks were like, we don't have comics here." And I was like, "Sure, oh, you do, love to play that. dude." It was, it was, it was. So what I did is I, and this changed the way I think for. I think touring during the pandemic changed the way I looked at touring because yeah. I was like, let's make it an event. Let's make it like a fun time for us. Not for like, I'm not going to fucking have flames up behind me like Kevin Hart, but like, let's make it fun for us and we'll grill out. We'll cook out. Oh, yeah. We'll find activities to do during the day. We'll be living on a bus and then on a ride home. And I was like, just for a little extra money, instead of quarantining in LA, let's quarantine in fucking uh -huh. Sedona. Let's let's all go to Sedona and quarantine there for four days and party at a fucking Airbnb and then go out. And so love it. So then this this week this I did Red Rocks perfectly. Meaning for I invited all of our fr family friends. Like we have four fr families that we're friends with. Three families called the campers. I invited all of them. Right. I got us all cabins on a river. I got us. I, I bought the whole fucking place. Everyone cabins. Damn. I invited cabins. Mark, and I invited Mark's girlfriend. I invited Dave and Dave's girlfriend. And then I got us all tickets to Jimmy Buffett the next night. So the night... At the same place. At, at the Red same Rocks. place. At Red Rocks. If, if anyone doesn't know what Red Rocks is, one story I know about Red Rocks is John Denver, known as the Denver musician, said if I had one set, one show left to perform anywhere in the world, it would be at Red Rocks. Red Rocks is... Pull up a picture, and I'm sure you can show the picture. It is fucking gorgeous. It is gorgeous. you got to show the picture of Dave getting off stage. Oh yeah, I didn't. I haven't posted. So I, I haven't posted any pictures, but I'm yeah. going to because Leanne read this great quote to me. <laughs> what, what's 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 her quote? I'll read it to you. I sent it to Tommy oh, today. Do it later. 
Um, so wait, I want to let me. I'll read you the quote in a second, and then I'll tell you about the posting. So pull up Dave. Dave Williamson posted some great videos from Red Rocks. So it seats like ten thousand people. I've been is, there to hike. I've, I've been there daytime. It is with List and Norman actually. Fucking, you go there and you see all the pictures of the people that perform there. The Beatles performed there. Like you're just like floored. Uh, go down, go down. Okay, now go over to the middle one. Middle one up above that. Click that. Um, look at this. This is me at Red Rocks. This is, and by the way, now I want to talk to you about this. Keep in mind, everyone, the camera adds 10 pounds. Yeah, you can't, I had my, I used my glowing arm. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, fuck yeah. Look That's the that. Kanye thing. God damn. It was the greatest experience of my life. So what I did is, day before, day of show, I go and uh, I get us all IVs. Yeah. I go, hey, we're, we party the night before. I get us all IVs day of just show. To, like, just to rehab. Just to make sure everyone's on their fucking high. Not even because of me this time. Yeah. Just a, a regular IV. At regular IVs yeah. for everyone. We then, you don't need to flip through these photos. And so then yeah. we do IVs. Yeah. We do Red Rocks and we party all fucking night. Next morning, I have IVs waiting for us at 10 in the morning. We all go up and get coffee and get a, we go into the little town of, in Evergreen. We get coffee and we get uh, Bloody Marys. And then we come back and I have IVs waiting for us underneath all the trees. Everyone gets another round of IVs that morning. Then we go get in the river. River's like 42 degrees. And we polar plunge for like four minutes, all wow. of us. And then we all fucking part, get, I have a sprinter van take us into Red Rocks. We get backstage access into Red Rocks to Jimmy Buffett. Now, this is why I didn't do mushrooms. Is I was, I was partying, but and I was drinking all day, and I had to do a show with Jimmy Buffett literally seconds before he went on. And I didn't want to take the mushrooms too late or too early and be the only one tripping. I didn't. Want, I wanted to take them when everyone else took them, and they all took them like an hour before the show. And I was like, that's gonna being the only me. one tripping, and then everyone catching up is not as bad as everyone already being tripping and you needing to catch up. That was what I would have been. Yeah. In. yeah. So. So we go do, and the best thing ever is I got to watch a show at Red Rocks the night after I performed at Red Rocks. It was so fucking surreal. Mark Norman, wow. they kept putting us on the Jumbotron because Leanne was wearing a parrot hat. And so, <laughs> and so Mark Norman hits me and he goes, oh my God, we're on the Jumbotron. I go, Mark, we were on that stage last night. We were on the Jumbotron for a fucking yeah, hour yeah, last yeah. night. It was That's hilarious. Like the Jumbotron. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about, you loser? It was. It it's was like a retired pitcher throwing out the first pitch and going. <gasps> <laughs> the next day, the next day after Jimmy Buffett, everyone's gone. Everyone leaves, and I just go, I'm not done smiling. And I went up to a bar, Murphy's. Uh, Murphy's. Da, 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 da. What am I just? What did we just talk about? God damn it. Just a bar, okay. Beautiful bar on the river in Evergreen, and I just started drinking, and I ordered a cheeseburger, and my daughters went to this fucking great crystal shop, and then they came over and met up with me, and then I was like, hey, let's go look at Boulder and see if you want to go to Boulder, and I just, when I just everywhere I went, I just have a beer and just fucking, I literally- You got that music festival vibe. And, and I listen, all I listen to is Steely Dan and think about John Mulaney the whole fucking time. <laughs> no static at all. And so then I, so then I, so then I wake up and I go, I go, we had, you know, we shot it. And I was like, I don't, is, is it weird if I post, um, you know, that a, a video of, of it, I already sold the show out on it. It's not really promoting anything, but I, we already shot it. And Leanne goes, I want to read you a quote. And it was a fucking badass quote. Okay. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to mock this quote, but it's an interesting quote. Yeah. I wish I could read better. I'm read Our it. deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light 
not our darkness that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You're a child of God. You're playing small, does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightening about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure about you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We're born to manifest the glory of God that is within us and not just in some of us, in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people around us permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fears, our presence automatically liberates others. She goes, hey, it's a big accomplishment. You loved it. Post it. Right? Yeah. And because me and you have been talking about this, and I've talked about this on this podcast, is there is a thing, and I think because... I had this talk with Duncan too where I posted something I felt like a douchebag. I posted an old picture from like, then I got back from East Timor or, or somewhere, somewhere special to me. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like a dork posting this. In not those, when he wore it, but it was just an amazing, magical place. And, um, and Duncan's, Duncan's like, no, it's your responsibility to kind of like share it with people. Yeah, your responsibility. like. But don't geotag it, that's all. Yeah, but it's, but it's interesting. That is pretty awesome. It's an awesome quote. And I was like, and I was like, yeah, man, it's funny because I very purely, when I, when I first sold, my first theater I ever sold out was the Wilbur. Mm-hmm. And I had a special. You're doing the. I'm Wilbur. doing it December 9th. December 9th. Yeah. Pre sale starts Wednesday. <laughs> That's what they use promo. By code the way, Jew. use Jew. We use a promo code Jew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Justin's like, "What do you want promo code?" I'm like, oh, "Jew? Can Jew be allowed?" Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So uh, it's very brand friendly. So, um, but I remember going back and going backstage and sitting by the heaters because I was cold, and I was like, and it was funny because I had the same, in, in in the in, Wilbur in the Wilbur. I had the same thing. I had the same thing that uh, happened to me at. Red Rocks is I sat there by myself and I went, I got no one to high five. Right. Like I just got here myself. Like I got myself here. I mean, managers and agents, all that, but like you go, I don't, so I'm not part of a band. Like I just busted my ass and did podcasts when I was hungover and fucking promoted and, and did put, put all the t- shots and videos to help promote it. And then I was, but I was like, I was sitting back there and I was like, oh, but I feel really pr- proud about this. Yeah. And I was like, I should feel proud. I did this. It was like a very surreal moment. I remember it. Very vividly, because I was warming my back up. The Wilbur you're talking about? At the The Wilbur. I was warming my back up, and I said, so all my accomplishments, I'm the only one that I can celebrate with. No one else is there. Yeah, because it's just just you. And also the opener isn't, they're like, oh, we're doing the Wilbur. Like, they don't get. It was Mark Norman. It was Mark Norman. Way back? Yeah, well, it was Mark Norman. I bought Mark And it's like, they don't get the struggle. Yeah, so, but like, sharing online, they also, I thought, when I got, my manager kept trying to get me to do like a a travel sitcom or something, and I was like, you can't. A show and I'm like you can't do it the way I travel like you can't add what you did or what Bourdain did is you're adding a fucking film crew you yeah. can't be late for a train and run with your buddy to catch that train and give him a hand up you can't talk to a local with when there's a fucking camera right there yeah. you have the same experience it's, it's interesting because uh, I did I did have cameras at the at Red Rocks and they were like at one point they were like so Bert you seem quiet what are you thinking and I was like, I can't express it to here. you. So, like, yeah, so, yeah, it's so, really weird. Is and then they said, well, someone was like, you know, you're performing at Red Rocks. Did you ever think this was going to happen? I was like, fucking no. So, I go ask Mark yeah. Norman if he thinks they'll ever play here again, because you know the answer is going to be no. To, no one ever thinks right, they're going right. to do that. So this is what I talked about with this guy. I was like, okay, here's what I want to express through creativity, through art. That feeling you get, you hiked all day, and well, I'll do one of these in Ecuador. We had for four days to get to this giant crater lake. 
and we hiked and hiked and hiked and it's getting sundowns coming and it's getting darker and darker and darker we're fucked we were we had a little acid so we're a little off our path and then when you finally get off that hill we're scared we're it's going to be freezing at night scared. we're scared it's a real scared yeah too. and we finally get over this and it just keeps going like this and like when is this fucking mountain in and there's this fog and we don't know yeah. and it's been hours longer than we thought it would be and we don't know and the, the trails aren't marked that well and you finally come over and it just reveals itself to you. This this amazing place. And and the feeling you get with your companions that you overcame something and the smell and the hunger you have. I, I don't know how to like, how to express that part. And a picture doesn't do it. And a picture doesn't do it. And it's really hard when you're, it takes you out of the moment. It does. It cannibalizes to, to, to be like. So if you're at a wedding, you hire a photographer and you're like, get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. I was at my sister's kid's bar mitzvah, and we're all we're all dancing. And then the photographer's like, hey, go back in with your dad and your mom and, and, and dance. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. We had a moment. Capture. Yeah, yeah, do your yeah, fucking yeah. job. Oh, I used to do, I used to do that with our, our travel. So what's really interesting is the people that were shooting my thing at Red Rocks were all people that I worked with in Travel Channel. They were all the guys I worked with. And I used to have a real problem about let us be in the moment. Let us. It's hard. You get a very distant. Only really great people like Bourdain could be honest and genuine in the moment yeah. and and just and his crew i think he had very specific rules about do not fucking talk to me do not let me just Get be it. me like the free and, solo guy like yeah. you gotta be the fuck out of here you yeah let me die if i'm gonna yeah and so and it's really hard it's really hard to do all that i think podcasting is a good way to to get that expressed podcasting then you, then you just you have the memories in your journal and you can whatever. I always wait for people to like. Don't you want to ask me about this stuff? And some people are like don't. You're good about it. Some people just don't. I'm like, all right. No, <laughs> I love. I, I'm driving, I guess. You, the way you travel is the way. I you know it's so funny. When I came out to L.A., I was not who I am today. I was a very authentic, very genuine. I think I'm still as close as I can. I be. think you more than most people struggle with. Like I say this a lot, you won't change LA. LA is going to change you. That's the reality of it. Yeah. And you struggle with being in the system that is taking you away from the frat guy from Jacksonville that you really are. Tallahassee. Tallahassee. By the way, I'm going back to Tallahassee October 24th. Hell yeah. Tick Donald to Tucker. Tickets at Bert, 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 Bert. Yeah, get Bert, Bert, Bert. Um, Promo code Christ. I'm <laughs> 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 competing. <laughs> Promo, Promo code, code repent. But you, you are this genuine guy, and every once in a while you, you can feel it. I feel it too on different levels, but like that is you. We've talked about this. Like the most fun parties is like, hey, does anybody have another $2? We got to go to the fucking store and get another yeah, 24 those pack. Those are the most fun and parties. And just chill with your friends. Do you know what it was? And they want you to get linens and shit. And like, that ain't us. Go back. Do you know Do you know what one of the best compliments that you, I, that you and Tom ever gave me? I think about I think about this. There's, it's weird that I think about certain things in my life a lot. We were in Atlanta. See if you can find this, Nadav. It's got music to it, but uh, it's it's on my Instagram. We were in Atlanta. And we were at a liquor store, and they were playing Kiss. Yeah, we were so, all dancing around. And and I pulled my phone out, and I remember I think Joe said uh, Joe wasn't there. No, Joe saw the video, oh, yeah. and he said it's so far back. You're it's good luck finding it. It's so January far back. of twenty. 18 January of 2018 <coughs> you're never gonna find it you'd be better better to find it you'd, off, you'd better off be better just to google Burt liquor store Ari Tom it's can't google Instagram can you yeah yeah I think you can anyway so, Atlanta. so what were you saying and so Joe goes Joe said something and he goes we I think Joe we were Torrey? all doing a pot no Joe Rogan Joe Rogan oh cool yeah and we were 
Oh, that's it. That's it. That's the fucking video. Facebook. And, that's a long time ago. Yeah. And so you go, he goes, he goes, he goes, yeah, we had a blast. And he's like, yeah, I saw you guys in a liquor store, like videotaping it. Why do you got to videotape it? And you and Tom were like, you're like, that's Bert though. Like Bert. that, like you go, Bert made that Everybody moment happen. Everybody made and all dance. those people dance. They didn't recognize you. Those people didn't recognize no. you. And we're all just dancing. And then those kids, those reckon, kids recognized, recognized you. me. Yeah. But all those other guys did not. They were just like, who's this fucking and then, party And then you machine? got into it. You started yeah. dancing. Every once in a while. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whole, cur- the whole fucking liquor store is dancing. Of course, I can go through it a little bit. You got me into it. And you go, yeah, the but party started. You're like, that's what it's like with Bert. And, I, and you're like, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I dance on Molly. <laughs> oh, I got this new balance. <laughs> it's Miss Pat's my favorite Miss Pat joke. She, like people, white people are scared of like wokeness. She goes, "Shut up, white people! Why are you trying to take away your New Balance?" <laughs> One of my favorite, uh, Dick Gregory's nephew. I, yeah. for, I forget. I, I'm blanking on his name. He was sitting in a restaurant and he goes, "Man, white people wear Under Armour like they're clothes." <laughs> yeah. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This episode is brought to you by J. Crew. This spring, J. Crew is telling a linen love story. From perfectly rumpled beach cover-ups and effortlessly sexy suiting to button-up shirts from the world-famous Baird McNutt Mill in Ireland, the new J. Crew collection is made to be shared, lived in, and loved for decades and generations to come. Shop linen like you've never seen it. And more new arrivals for spring 2024 at jcrew.com. So what were you going to say about it? So, um, but you guys, you and Tom, Tom, Joe was like, yeah, but you had to videotape it. You had to put it on Instagram. And you're like, yeah, but that's Bert. Like Bert is, he's got his phone out. He's got Tom a little bit. Yeah. And and so it was like a really good comment. But yeah, I think you're right. I try to stay close to like this guy, you know, but Hollywood does fuck you up. It really genuinely does. And so it makes you want things that you don't really want. I was talking to Justin Reed. Two days, three days ago in yeah. Nashville, and it's like she's she's one of the like she's smart enough to like to like be like what do I I know I'm supposed to want that but I don't okay so she's like strong enough to be like then no so so I that's where I'm at right now where I go because I uh, you, well, I talked to you about go ahead I talked to you about this from Serbia yeah and I was like you, dude you've earned a break and it doesn't yeah. mean not do stand up here yeah it doesn't mean not do podcasts here but like like the the joy you get for a show at the Wilbur it's great but it's, once you've done it 10 times it's great it, it it shouldn't be that much more joyous than a great set at the store it the Wilbur's a lot better than the store the Wilbur's fucking amazing it's we'll find out December a, 9th it's such a great you know what I did when, <laughs> the first time I did the Wilbur what? that time Mark Norman gets on stage and I raced up to the top and I went up you watched I, him and I watched I used to love watching top. Rogan and, the top. And, and I got up and I went I went whoa and then all of a sudden I'm like Someone goes, Bert? I go, hey, what's up? And then I realized, oh, they're all here to see me. I didn't, I wasn't aware of that. And I was like, oh shit. And I had to bail. And I was like, yeah, oh, I go, there. oh my God, the days of appreciating a venue from the outside. But that was what, what was beautiful about doing, watching Jimmy Buffett the ne- next day. Cause we're at Jimmy Buffett. We're like, the they're fifth, not your fans. Some, some, but not, not mine. And yeah. so we're in the fifth row and me, Mark and Dave 
kept turning around and staring at 10,000 people going like, holy fucking shit. Like it was, and you look at the rocks are lighting up and it was just surreal. So then I, I said- I was at the so killers said, and they did that, like take out your cell phone light at a festival. See how I do it? At a festival somewhere. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> take your cell And you turn around, I had this, I had my friends uh, on, on my shoulders and we turned around, just looked at it and was like, and she was like, hey, turn it back around. And you just, when you see a crowd like that, it's just so fucking cool. You don't, it does, you, and you, you don't see it like that from stage. No. You got to be in the audience to see it. Yeah, right, right, because there's a darkness or something. Yeah, there's a darkness, and it just it doesn't register, but that fucking, to turn around and see it, it's fucking, it's badass. And you know what's so funny? This kid, I, I posted this video. And that Red Rocks shit is awesome, man. Dude, I posted a video when I, the day I sold out Red Rocks, and I was like, I don't want to do that. I, don't, I, that's, I think that's just cheesy yeah. okay. and so and so I, I mentioned it i mentioned it on here this kid hits me up in the messages and he goes hey man just so you know yeah he's like i was one of the first people to get tickets and when it sells out i feel like i made a great call it's like a stop. like when you're the movie you watch wins the oscar yeah. you only watch two of them yeah, like yeah, please yeah. let yeah, one of those yeah, win yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and i was like oh fuck yeah and so i was like all right i am a, like i need to get back to okay so here get, here's where it is when you actually have a thing like Red Rocks, right, where you're like, I'm genuinely proud, or the first time you do the Wilbur, not the yeah. eighth time, the first time, that feeling is there. That's a genuine moment. Mm -hmm. When you're just like, hey, here's a picture of me in front of a crowd, it, it looks good, that's, an, that's a disingenuous moment because you know it'll yeah. look right to everybody else, but you don't have that feeling, right? Yeah. You don't have like, oh, this is a pretty picture. A uh, Case in point, that, um, somebody said in, in Oakland or San Francisco, they saw these like white chicks like young white chicks at, at, a, at a street fair and homeless is up there. It's always been up there in San Francisco. And they're trying to position themselves to take a picture at this street fair um, where they don't see a homeless encampment behind them. Yeah. So they can say, look how cute this is. And it's like, you're being disingenuous that they're part of that scene. Uh, my daughter's friends went down to the Black Lives Matters rallies just to get selfies. So, about, so they could post I that so much. And, I, and my daughters were like, we're not going down there to get. My daughters are fucking. They can see through it. They they were like they, they were like. Why would you want to do that? I don't post like so uh, on nine eleven. That's I don't, everybody did. I don't post on nine eleven because because I'm like I'm like I, I what where would I get the image from? I don't own any like really good nine eleven images the fucking, for me. The lights and it's just like oh, I remember where I was. They made it about themselves. There's some of us. <laughs> I, most people like want to join in on that. Some people join in begrudgingly, and then there's a group of us who are like look at everybody else going like we're embarrassed for you yeah when 9-11 it's like when i have we're a dead celebrity we're embarrassed for you and so we're like this is disgusting and we want no part of it we're not going to post a fucking square or, or anything like I that i posted the square that was a fucking big mistake the only I square i, I got i got i what was the only nothing, square? No, no, no go ahead no, no. <laughs> i mean i didn't i remember when kobe died i didn't say anything did you yes what? you did you said a thousand things <laughs> that's why i said it people like you pushed me into saying shit like that oh poor oh, poor baby this guy you don't know died so that was a i was a fucking good joke that was a really good i didn't say did you say anything <laughs> i don't remember that was a long time ago uh no but uh it's it's so funny i i when i posted that box squares because people were getting in my dms telling me like how dare your silence is deafening and then all of a sudden you do it and then all of a sudden you're like they're like oh really it's like you can't and by the way my, it is it is maybe point zero two percent volunteer of, somewhere of if you want to make a difference go volunteer yeah, somewhere go volunteer so dan st germain and volunteers a at a fucking soup kitchen but he doesn't gesture how big he is. But he's actually doing something. 
<laughs> he eats most of the I assume he eats most of the I soup. I bet when he walks in, they're like, sir, do you need a bowl of soup? And he's like, no, I'm here to help. Like, oh, really? Oh, yeah, okay. exactly. Dan St. Germain. Dan St. Germain is like, so like when you say things that you remember about people, Dan St. Germain told me a story about falling off the wagon. And I, it was so fucking good. That I think about it when I have my first drink. I think about Dan St. Germain's. Really? Like when I go. Um, but he's, 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 no, I'm sorry. It's not Dan St. Germain I'm thinking of. It's not Dan St. Germain that. Dan St. Germain's not sober, right? Is he sober? Way not. He's okay. got the Mulaney thing where people are like, oh, maybe or like you're like a hip LA comic. They're like, no, he's a degenerate. Wait, wait, oh, he's got like, Michael Mike Lawrence. Mike Lawrence, way different. Is he's, he's sober, right? He's never. Wait, drank. is it Dan St. Germain or my goddamn it? I think the last fucking... time Mike Lawrence drank was when his mom was pregnant with him. <sighs> Put in uh, Mark, uh, Mike Lawrence. God damn it, they're both so fucking funny. Do you remember Mike Lawrence's roast joke with Ralphie? <laughs> yes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me tell it to me. I, I... It's, amazing. it's amazing that your wife is divorcing you to get half your money because just when you could just wait six months and get all of it. <laughs> And it came true. Some of those, by the way, some of those, <laughs> so I love what I, and my He's favorite so thing funny. is, is recounting other comics jokes with just a bunch of comics. Mm -hmm. That's what I miss a little bit about like the hang. I remember we went, we were sitting on the tour, but that was what's great about the pandemic is we, you know, we were just all in one bus the whole time. And that is when I truly fell in love with Shane Gillis's comedy. What you were watching it? We, we were just someone's like, "Have you heard Shane Gillis's uh, Special Olympics joke?" And I was like, "No." Oh, yeah, and then they tell it. it. They tell you their version. Then you watch it. And you're like, "Oh fuck!" Shane Gillis's special is fantastic. Yeah, it's great. I want. I I could. I, just, I saw him do it live. I didn't see him. I didn't see the special yet. I assume it's the same thing. But like, yeah, he's yeah. great. Same thing. Just he punched up the laughs. You can tell. I'm no. joking. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. What was the other thing we wanted to talk about? Keeping up with the Kardashians? Keeping oh, up, keep up Bert. Bert. Oh, drinking-wise. It's a mistake. So I have a rule that I've had for a long time, before we were friends, is you don't try to keep up with a Canadian while they're drinking. You, I remember you telling me that. Don't do it. It's a mistake. I tried it with Tom Green, and I fell prey to the situation. They just know how to do it better. Uh, DC Improv, we were just drinking at, at a bar across the street, and it was just like, I, I was wrecked, and he was fine the next day. And um, don't try to keep up with a Canadian or an Australian, and then I modified it to also any comedian from chicago and then for sure for sure you yeah mark i, I was mark I was, yeah. I was trying to put the hurt on mark man and he I, wants to keep up too he wants he wants to hang and he's a good drinker yeah but like you would derose you like do this do this hard liquor you're like get the fuck away from me let me no. go on my own pace dude i i didn't realize that the clip we were running at when we were in europe together like i didn't really? realize he was worried was, going into it. He goes, what do I do? I'm like, I don't know, dude. Uh, drink near a, a potted plant yeah. so you can fucking <laughs> when Bert's not looking. We we were just talking about that. We like what were you? What? When we were at Top Golf with you and, and Tom at, at the national championship game. And it was like you were drinking doubles and doubling us with yeah. your doubles. That's that's when we got to Sober October. Yeah, that because is. Because it, it was like he oh, drank way, so much. <laughs> sober October. How else? How should it be said? Do you remember what I picked of that joke? <laughs> Joe was like, are you making it all by yourself? I was like, I think I was the one with the drinking problem. <laughs> Dude, yeah, you, it was for sure you. Dude, I had a barbecue during Sober October, the first one, and I had two coolers at my old place with a backyard. We oh, did a podcast there. I love that place. Fun is a four-letter word, I think. Something like that. We got fucking wasted there. Thing. 
Oh yeah, that was great. That you was bought a dress great. at the fucking place next door. Yeah, at the thrift store next door because you're so hot. I was so hot. I bought a dress. Yeah, God you had to like let some air go. I we did it in the back there, and um and uh and uh anyway, but I had a barbecue there, and I had two coolers. One said uh, booze, and the other oh, it said uh, one said oh, fuck, the other one said sober October. Yeah, but I remember the ERT on there. Are we doing that again this year? I think we are. Yeah, I don't ever want to, but like. I gotta, I mean, well, what what's the story with it? I don't know. I heard Joe and Tom talking about it, and I was like, "Fuck them!" What? Let's us talk about it. Okay. Uh, I think that oh, I think the goal is yoga again, hot yoga again. Fifteen hot yogas, which I liked. So now I gotta root for this Delta variant to stop us. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta hope for this thing to get so bad that it's you got you gotta root for the Delta variant yeah. or the new uh, Ub variant. Uber, Uber. You know Rogan, if the Delta variant shuts everything down, Rogan's going to be like, I just uh, made uh, 40 fires in my apartment. <laughs> God, he's, apartment. Well, he's, him and Tom have antibodies. They do? Yeah. They both got, I, I'm, I heard you say on Rogan, you're like, I, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm officially done. done. I'm over. Well, you know what I actually did? What? So I got my two weeks finished with the vaccine. Yeah. I, was, I did it with my parents. You know, I was like, let me just fucking do what, whatever, get done with it. I was, took precautions. People were like, oh, you're three days out. Come to the show. I'm like, no, I'm staying outdoors. Doing outdoor shows until the two weeks is over. I'm not going to be like three days before you got yeah. to die. I'm not going to be that guy. And then afterwards, met my partner. We walked from our old apartment to our new apartment. We stopped in the middle of a park. We burned some some uh, some um, Palo Santo that we had from Ecuador. We burned two masks, and I was like, mentally, I'm done with this. Are thing. You, so you don't wear masks at all? If they tell me you have yeah, to, and they yeah. give me one for sure. Right. My rule is. I'm out. I did it. I did what they told me I had to. I, I was pissing and moaning. We went to this restaurant with the girls Saturday night, and I was fucking pissing and moaning. Yeah, that would bother me too. Put a mask on. No. And my my girls were wearing them, and so they're like, Dad, come on. And I was like, no one's wearing them in here. It's Denver. No one believes in it here. Like, I don't have to wear one. And they go, hey, hey, you don't have to wear one, but the waiter's wearing one, the, the maitre d'. And they're like, when we get to our table, you can take it off. But until then, just wear a mask. Yeah. it's not. And, that's the least big deal of all, the whole COVID. Yeah. And my mask. daughter, Georgia, goes, I wear a mask all day at school, and all day at golf practice in the open air. So I think you can wear one up to the Mater D. And I went, all right, so I did. And my thing is, if it makes people uncomfortable, I wear a mask. But man, I am, I'm actually done. I, when we flew home, I, at that fucking airport, I'm hungover. It's, I'm, I, my breast smells like shit because I had a fucking steak dinner the night before. My mask is disgusting. Yeah, I'm oh yeah, sweating. cigar. They, it's, at at, at uh, casinos, me and Nate were in a casino gambling. They're like, sir, in between puffs of your cigar, you got to lift the thing up. So the mask the next day, you put it on. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. Dude, I I'm, I'm, I was so angry on the plane going like, I don't want to wear it. I don't want to wear it. So I've figured out a way around it. What's that? You, you have to wear it unless you're eating, right? So you take a heavy edible and you, at the airport, you buy hella popcorn and you just never stop eating. <laughs> That's what worked for me to Austin. This lady kept looking over and I was like, That's, and I was like, no. Still go, and she was like, "I saw her getting angry at me." I'm like, "Still eating, bitch." <laughs> I was, I was livid last yesterday on the plane. I was, and I was like, "But I, but I, it's just, it's a control thing for me. It's like a weird control thing, and I think it makes me claustrophobic." And so, and so, I just played backgammon on the fucking whole flight. Bought internet for the flight and just played backgammon nonstop. And then, yeah, you play backgammon, shush, bitch. I play hardcore backgammon. You know, I'm I, pl- like, I, I might be once. the best comic backgammon player. There's literally, I, 
because I know what you're doing, but it still is working. There's literally no ch- – if we played 100 games, betting cube or not, there's literally – no, I no, I won't exaggerate. I won't exaggerate. Okay. okay. There's a 7% chance you would win more games than me. I can guarantee I, – I would say no, but that would be ridiculous. I can guarantee – I can guarantee I would win over 50% of the games. You're out of your mind. If we played two games, sure, luck is luck. Absolutely. 100 games, there's... If we played 100 games, I'm probably winning 72 games. <laughs> oh, my God. The... Oh, my God. Oh. You are a fucking cunt. I am. Fuck you, the, dude. Without what? about the best backgammon player out of all the comedians. There's not one... Can you even pick up the dice with your stubby fucking fat fingers? <laughs> I am... The number one, I'll gammon you a couple times, a couple times. Dude, I mean, I'm. Mean, it's so the out amount of, of backgammon. So I've when you talk about golf life. and shit, all join in like, ha ha, fun, fun, yeah. fun. You're being ridiculous. You're being first ridiculous. of all, first of all, it's I remember, part of the Israeli Middle Eastern culture. Sheshbesh. I remember, I remember a young, overweight comedian who said he was taking tennis lessons, and was I said, you? quote unquote, what did I say, Nadav? I will destroy you. The yes, best. I will destroy you. We were at Tom's first mansion and uh, and, and swimming. Everyone was like, yeah. "Wow, Tom's doing good." He's like, ah, I "He sold that, that to a professional athlete. He sold that to a professional fucking yeah. athlete." And that's before I knew how fucking how how much heart you had and how much actually like how how your athletes were just, your athleticism was covered up, like, yeah. but you still have it in there. And it was like, "Let's have a race. Let's have a fucking underwater race, swimming oh, race." God, I and I my daughter up, was going. I don't think Ari ever learned how to swim. Yeah. Do you remember that? In my head, I was like, I'm 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 thinner than Bert. And then you lap me and you're like, Do you ever swim? I'm like, it's been like ten years. And like, did you swim growing up like I did in Florida? I did a I was fucking like, triathlon. No. And he's like, and you're like, why did you think you beat me? I'm like, I don't know now that you're thinking about it. I don't. It was Tom tough. said, Tom said, I'm taking tennis lessons. And I said, did I not say I will destroy you? You did. And I beat him so bad that he won't show it. It may yeah, you're right. You're right. As a matter of fact, we filmed the whole thing, and he goes, you know, I think that's better just keep on the live thing. We don't want to put something like that out. I beat him so bad. I aced him. I'm, I'm, I'm not even joking. Maybe 40 times. Wow. Maybe wow. 40 times I aced him. Wow. And his his tennis coach, who's like a professional tennis player, went up and said to him, uh, this is going to be rough. He's got he's got a legit D1 serve. serve. You. And he t- me. And Tom's like, huh? Tom got so upset. He, he couldn't return the ball. He couldn't even return the ball. Could not what do you mean, be, return like I'd serve and, he, and it would hit the top of his racket and go scooting up in the air. <laughs> and he goes, I don't know. And, and let me tell you something. To not show it when you have filmed something that amazing. Do we have a highlight reel of that? We gotta have a highlight show, reel, right? To not show this amazing, amazing thing that you filmed is yeah. such a fucking waste. Poor Lindsay. Why not eventually put it out? Lindsay was just started working for Tom and he had to root for Tom and when he Tom's son was there and I think they took him away they didn't want to see this happen oh wow they were like hey just get him out of here you don't want to see this and and then and then everyone was there and they were all rooting for Tom come on Tom and I was like hey guys I work with you also yeah yeah, I also (laughs) work with you you got to root for the underdog and it was so uncomfortable how bad he got beaten and that was do we have any footage of that Nadav not ready to go not ready that to was go. before basketball. That was before basketball. Yeah, he'll never play tennis again. He'll never play basketball again. <laughs> By the way, it's so heartbreaking because because you, you do you do want to like when you, you talk about Bert and Tom. Yeah, I'm I'm such a blowhard that you automatically want to root for Tom. Yeah, and so when we go to play basketball, everyone's like, "Oh, he's got you this time, Bert. He's right. got you this time." 
And then he has the most catastrophic, life-changing fall that anyone could have. And he just, the look on his face, like, I was about to win. Were you? <laughs> no, was he? He, was. Oh. he was. He was about to dunk on a nine-foot rim. And instead, his body goes, we weren't built no. for this. His body was like, no. Nah, oh, my God. Enjoy your man. Look at this. Look at They're still rooting for him. Tom did win. Did he, he did win. Did he? He dunked on a nine-foot rim. That's not a win. He's, he ended up in the hospital. You don't, yeah, but he outdunked you before a win. That. Joe Theismann didn't. They made him beat win. the Giants because yeah, he walked but again. Morris, Clinton, Morris Taylor <laughs> ended his career. Yeah. He didn't win that yes. game. I don't know who, the, who did win that game. I, who knows? Nobody knows. All you know Nobody is knows. Joe Theismann lost. Nobody knows. Joe Theismann lost. Yeah, lo that's right. Lawrence Taylor won. Joe Theismann lost. Yeah, and who fuck, knows? That I mean, it, it broke my heart because I was like, I was like, oh, Tom's gonna get his victory finally. Wow. And fucking. How could you not put that out? That's crazy. The tennis? Yeah. It was so You dominated him. Then you should put it out. No, he Tom doesn't Tom doesn't want it. He doesn't want that, people to see that. Why? I don't know. He just he's he's, he's shy. Like he's that. trying to show himself as an athlete. Is that how he builds himself? <laughs> as someone who could beat you? I think so. Yeah. Do you remember when we all tried to push throw up 220? Two, oh yeah, yeah, Rogan's. Yeah. And yeah. all of us got pinned and then Rogan Rogan's like, what? One hand. He did, he did 10 of them. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I remember telling someone that, and they're like, that's a lot of fucking weight to do 10 of. That's like, that's like fucking combine remember shit. Remember when I beat you in a fitness challenge? When was that? A couple of sober Octobers ago. Uh -uh. You don't remember that? No. Hmm. Oh, I'll tell you the example. So, so when we did, when we did the first weight loss challenge. Yeah. The very. Wait, wait you're joking. The I did place higher than you. I, I remember that. Okay, I, okay. I was I'm sitting there going, what fucking are you talking about with the whoop or the, yeah, the, the whoop? The, yeah. No, not the whoop. The that one. The that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You did have, you know. I actually think going back to times in your life where you think of things like I was I was touched on this last night. Last night my asshole was the itchiest it ever been, and I tried to think of the most itchiest it had ever been. And I actually had a time where I was like, I remember having an itchy asshole so bad. That I, I thought to myself, it will never get itchier than this. It was eighth, <laughs> eighth grade. Eighth grade used to put on a girdle uh, for football. And once you put it on, you could not get your asshole. It was like a, a trampoline, your pants. And my asshole was itching and I couldn't get get to it. I kept reaching it. And my coach goes, what are you doing? And I said, my asshole's itching. And he goes, fart, that'll itch it. And I was like, huh. And I think about that moment last night. I think about your rowing at Rogan's that one time for like an hour straight yeah. at a fucking like one minute 30. I mean, Ari, every time I row, every time I row, I think of that one <laughs> video he did where he cut to the camera and he's like, he's been on for an hour and you were just, Whoa. It and made my abs look ripped. so good. You were ripped. They're not, it's unfair because I was just like thin from the weight loss of yeah. no drinking. And as you go like this, you're as mo as ripped as you're gonna be. I think about that every time I row. Just that I go because I hate rowing. That's the last. That rowing was the last time I'd ever worked out. Are you serious? <laughs> I don't work out. I don't do any of that shit. I just had spite driving me. But no, but like Tom's drive was when we did the first weight loss challenge. He was Joe. Oh yeah, Joe was the like, original. He, yeah, and uh, Joe was like. Joe wanted him to win. Same thing with all these guys in tennis. Because yeah. there's no way Tom can win because he's the underdog. That's why Joe is rooting so much for Tom. Yeah. And, and I pit myself as the blowhard overdog. You are a blowhard. And so, and we did the first weight loss challenge. And I remember distinctly getting nervous because I started getting competitive. I, I get competitive yeah. too. My therapist said, um, I go, I was like, I, I think I'm going to fucking lose this challenge. And he was like, why? And I said, I just, 
I'm doing it. I'm not doing it the right way. I'm doing it the wrong way, and it's you're not going to win with the wrong way. I What's go, the I'm wrong eating, way? I was eating pot roast, cramming. I was oh, cramming. Yeah. I was cramming, and I was eating. I was taking Xanax and Ambien, like offsetting them, so I'd sleep and just not eat that way. And I remember telling my therapist, and I was like, I I cannot get the energy up to work out. And he was like, he was like, what's the worst thing that happens? And I said, I lose my fucking beard. And he goes, ah, so what? I said, what do you mean, so what? And he goes, so what? He goes, do you really give a fuck? Do you have a, like, he goes, you're, you're a comedian. Shouldn't you have, like, be, hu like, humble and just be like, and I, you can be the butt of the joke? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, well, then be the butt of the joke. Lose your fucking beard. And he goes, I bet, I tell you what, and he goes, I bet more people Google the guy that lost the beard than the guy that won. And I went. Oh, true. Interesting way to look at it. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, I don't mind being the butt of the joke. I like, I don't mind having being one laughed at you're, if I'm laughing too. And you're great at it. And I, yeah, and I was like, fuck yeah. And so I, I, I remember the night before weigh-ins, I had pot roast. Oh, <laughs> no. I was like, I was like, you know what? And Tom goes, you had a pot roast last night. And I was like, yeah, but it, not a lot. I just had a little bit. Are you, he fucking fasted, didn't drink water. And he covered himself with lotion. And that, that's why he was so mad when I go, no, no, the, the bet was to weigh in three days in a row. So yeah. you don't cut. And then you can see Tom, I'm like, I'll go two days. Tom goes, another day of Tom this. Tom said the worst he has ever physically felt was that day. The worst he had ever physically felt. Yeah, and felt. I'm like, you got to measure him. Rogan's like, why? Because like, you'll see. He was like that far under obese. Joe, Joe I mean, would it was not, the thinnest Joe line. Joe would not pull out a tape measure. We're for a million Because Tom's like, dollars. I'm 6'1". one. All right, fucking Tom. Fucking elevator shoes, that Tom. That fucking funniest. Because I, I remember going like... You're in the I, over six foot club, just I'm, like yeah, me. Yeah, 6'1". He's a liar! He got through. He used his power to get through to Google. Oh, look at Joe's... Joe, by the way... Joe's slightly taller than Eliza Schlesinger. <laughs> Wait, it says I'm six foot there. Did someone change my Wikipedia? I bet I bet Tom did that. Look how evil he looks in that picture. <laughs> he looked he was a different guy when he had hair. I thought he got I thought he got hair transplants. Yeah. So we got an offer from some company to get let us get hair transplants. I'll do it in a second. Would you? If they if I can tell like what Bill Burr says, if not the staple and ant legs to your head, I'll do it. By the way. Oh, that should be our sober October. We all got hair. <laughs> did you you guys pushed out the last one? None of you read your fucking books. I did. Wait, None wait, of you no, did wait, something no uncomfortable. Did, no one did. What are you talking about? No one did any Sober October last year. Not two years ago. The last one we did. Oh, two years ago. I didn't puss out. I did. None of you read your books. You're supposed to read books. No, I definitely. I, no, I read one book. No, wait. I read. I did read. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. First of all, you would have I, had to learn to for the first place. I did read. What book did I fucking read? Timmy the Turtle Plays Soccer. I read a fucking. I read. You're supposed to read three. I read. I did read, I re, but I read. You, you might have read one. No, I, I know I did. I know I did. Do you? Yeah, because I was on the bus reading. I was on the bus. It was a good book, and I ended up talking to you about it. What was it? It's called Sports I, Illustrated? I only read a fucking. No, I guarantee it was like a spy thriller or something. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. That totally works. You read, didn't read as much as you were supposed to. I didn't read as much as I was, as I was I remember being to. disappointed in you guys. And like, I, but I took, I took a bunch of lessons. The lessons was fun. The fucking surfing lessons was like, that's when I changed things when I was on tour. And I was like, wait, I can, if I'm not partying, we can do shit all day long and have a fucking blast. And then I was like, I can party and do shit all day I long. I remember you guys doing the lessons and it was all rich guy shit. And, and, <laughs> like and, was, shit. and you went to fucking Apple <laughs> and took a Photoshop, Photoshop class at Apple. <laughs> For free. At the Apple store. You went to the fucking Apple store. Tom took pilot's lessons. Yeah. Because <laughs> I saw one guy like, way to relate you guys to your fans. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> what was what I said the other night? And I go, hey, we should do, we should do um, 30 hyperbaric chamber things. And you go, oh, that's relatable. <laughs> yeah, 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 do a fucking $200 a pop thing that everybody can fucking do. <laughs> that you can, you have to be. Yeah, where do you even find it? Yeah. Oh my God. Do you know what I saw last night? What? Have you seen anything? Because I, I talked about it one time. I talked about Felicity Huffman, the whole college cheating scandal. Do you know anything about that? A little bit. Not much. I just I love it when it came out. I it was one of the great cancel stories. It was it was it was so fascinating because fucking Felicity Huffman and Lori Laughlin went to jail. Yeah, they I mean, went to. Fucking that's what didn't make jail. sense. You're not allowed to bribe a college official. And by the way, it wasn't even bribing a college official. What they were doing was they were going to uh, less noticed programs that could end up just getting thrown off because they don't because there's no money coming in. Mm -hmm. And this guy. I forget his name. Uh, he was, I think it's Martin Singer or something. I'm checking his name. But what he was doing is he was going and meeting the soccer coach or the sailing coach or the fencing coach. He was meeting them and saying, hey, I'd like to make a, my company would like to make a donation to the sailing program. And so the sailing guy comes in, goes in and goes, hey, man, we got $500,000. And they're like, the, the school's like, great, love it, no questions asked. And all that they were, had to say, the woman at USC, all they had to say was, we have scouted her as a hopeful for the sailing team as a walk-on, and and then she her her admission and a really bad a really bad team. So oh, you, yeah. maybe she could get on. Well, sailing team at Stanford won the fucking okay. national championship right. in well. sailing. But so they would say, you know, I think with uh, with to be specific with the, and by the way, this is all allegedly. Rick Singer was his name. This guy's a fucking cunt too. Rick Singer is a fucking cunt. He man, he fucked. Everyone, because they busted him, and you know what he did? What? Wore a wiretap, and I was like, "Hey, Felicity Huffman, do you remember when I got your kid like in school?" Mel Gibson's wife. And he goes, "Do you remember? Yeah, you remember when I got you in school?" And she was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "Well, I'm getting audited, and I just want to make sure that we both no. know that I got you your daughter in school." And no. then Felicity Huffman's like, "Yeah, we're fine." And he was like, "Okay, but you remember that we both did that, and you know that you did that." And she was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Okay, bye." Click. Felicity Huffman goes to jail. That's what he did to all of them. Fucking all of them. He got busted, and instead of being a fucking man and going, I fucked up, I'm not taking everyone with me, he fucking he sold took, everybody he out. He sold everybody out. Wow. Everybody out. But what's interesting, so Lori Laughlin's kid, uh, Olivia Jade, he and her, he got a, her and her sister, uh, USC said, we're going to look at them as possible walk-ons. And then once you did that, and then they obviously, they bribed, and I can't really condone it, they bribed USC. USC gets money for the soccer program. And then, and then all they did was just go to school and never try out. Like, right. which, like, uh, happened to me. I was looked at for a walk on at Florida State. I went to one practice and then was like, I was like, I'm never going to play baseball again. I just walked off and I was like, I don't give a fuck. I don't think it helped me getting into school. Right. But I did one practice and then coach, coach isn't that? Go ahead. No, he just goes, go down and catch the pitchers. And I was like, what? And he was like, we've got like four catchers. So, well, we can always use a bullpen catcher. And I was like, I'm going to be a bullpen catcher for fucking five Fuck years. Fuck off. What I was a like, drink. I, Ari, I walked the most you've off ever walked. that field. I walked off that field in a, in a baseball uniform, walked to the dorms. Uh, my friends were all in the room, lights out, listening to Pink Floyd. And on these lights, they had taken tinfoil and poked holes so it looked like stars. And they were getting high, laying on the floor. And t they called it time traveling. And I walked in, and they were just about to do it, and I took a hit of weed with, uh, I'll just, I, it's great when you say the real names. Uh,
Everyone was in there, and I you edit their names out, please. And I walked in, and I fucking I took a hit. And they're like, "How was practice?" I go, "I just quit baseball." And they're like, "Whoa, you've played baseball your whole life?" And I said, "Yeah." And they're like, "You?" I got offered scholarships to go to college just to play. And at Florida State, they were like, "Yeah, hey, we'll look at you or whatever." And I go, "I just quit baseball." I got high, and I laid down. They're like, "What are you gonna do?" And I go, "I think I'm just gonna focus on partying." <laughs> that's your and genesis. They're like, "That's really? your Spider-Man having that's his uncle Spider-Man. killed." And I laid in my cleats. I left. You know what's so crazy? I left my fucking baseball bag there because I started uh-huh. walking to the bullpen and I got too embarrassed to go back and get it. And I just walked right out the left field fence and I went in and I got high in a baseball uniform with cleats on and I just stared at the thing. I said, <laughs> Coming I'm, up the dorms like, clunk, 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 yeah. clunk. <laughs> and I thought, I thought it was uh, Sally Hall was right by the baseball field. And so I thought to myself, I will never play baseball again. And this has been a huge part of my life. This is what I thought I would do. And I was like, I am giving up like baseball. Like it was weird. This is the original plot of The Natural. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Should have been. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and Beaches Dude, I would have loved to have seen Burt Kreischer in college. It was. Uh, I bet he was so much fun. I was. You're still pretty fun. I was. Like, I'll tell you what. I was more like. fun. My freshman, sophomore, junior year, I was a very fun person. Meaning, like, I think you would have liked me more then because I didn't really party that much. I, I a little bit, but I was really fun. I liked hiking. I liked mountain biking. I liked I liked uh, I liked fucking getting lost. I liked I really loved I really embraced when I got to college and I, t- I was telling my daughter Georgia she's getting ready to go to college. I said I embraced the idea that no one knew who I was, that I was going to his college and I was meeting everyone you for start the first over. time. And you I get got to start, start over, over, reinvent yourself. And I was like, uh, she's like, what did you do? I said I bought Birkenstocks. I bought a you wanted to be hacky sack, no, hacky wanted, sack bird. No, I wanted to be into music. Cause yeah. I, I, I couldn't be into music in co- high school. It's like. You were one guy. They already knew you. You can't, like, yeah. you can't start over. Yeah, and so I got <laughs> I got some widespread panic. I bought some Dead. I bought some Bob Dylan. I bought Fishbone album. Like I went to the oh, bought wow. all these albums, and I was like, went to my room, and I started. I smoked a little weed, but I but I didn't need to party. I didn't need to party, and I fucking I was such a different person than I was when I got back from Russia. I was like, there's part of me that was broken, and I was like, I was I partied too much. And yeah, and I and I had a I had a you know it's funny Joe always talks about it. I had a traumatic uh, head injury, uh, yeah, and so that, that's what makes you think you beat me in backgammon. No, I destroy you in backgammon, destroy you. Okay, let's just let's just let's just real quick opening yeah. roll, open roll six five. You roll. Where do you? Yeah. Come on, dude. <laughs> Come the fuck on. That's okay. not. Yeah, that's right. Now here's my problem. Let's like saying, "Oh, you beat me basketball. What do you do if you're in open okay. court?" All right. And, and the Nadav, what do you do? Nadav, what do you do? He knows too. It's Shish Bash. Yeah, come Shish. on, dude. What? Bash. Nadav? What? Six five opening roll. Where do you move your? Yeah, piece? you take it from first position all the way across. It's, okay. All right. All right. My, hey, my, but that just cuts the weed out. There are people that go, "I'll beat you." There were you know when we were on Go Big Show. There were guys that like, "I'm great at backgammon. I'll play you." And what? And you watch their first roll, and you're like, "You don't know." And what then you're get doing. six five, and they're thinking three, about one, it. Three one, three one, and you're like, "Okay, Dude, it's a great." You, you know exactly where so you're going. So this is what me and my friends that we played all the time. We had a crown. We'd pass around the fucking community. Yeah. Whoever wore the crown had the championship. You had to beat somebody two times in a row to get the <laughs> two best of sevens. Um, 
if somebody got a 6.5, you got a 6.5, I go, I command you to move it there <laughs> just so you couldn't feel good about yourself. So I, my problem is I will not turn down a double. I will not reject. If someone tries to double me, I'll always go, oh, oh what do, do you see the comeback? Yeah. Dude, I play with the blacks over in Washington Square Park. <laughs> Wait, do you really play with black dudes in Washington Square Park? Yeah, those Wait, guys. they're playing back. I thought they were playing chess. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, I don't play pass. I play backhammer, and they go, let's go. And you're like, oh, shit. And at first, you're like, I can beat this guy. He's semi-homeless. But you make the same mistake when you're in Thailand, and a hooker says, want to play Connect Four for beers? And you're like, I'll beat a fucking street hooker in Connect Four. I went to college. And then it hits you. You play Connect Four all day. And you I haven't play played for all, all day. day. Yeah, you play Connect Four all day. And all they do, if anyone wants to go to Thailand and have a great time, challenge those oh. street hookers to Connect Four, and you will see a fucking Dude. so out there professional Connect Four player. Uh, we're in, we're in, we're in Austria in college, and one of the one of the games on the street. Uh, it was like twenty bucks or whatever, and it was uh, you got to nail and hit a nail with the back it. with yeah. the back of the hammer. Yeah, and uh, a big How Australian guy got? goes, uh, I got it. Takes it and fucking one hit hits hit. it in. He goes construction worker, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're like, oh, you do it all day long. Yeah. You forget. That's what the yeah. Thing you was. have to know if you go like this and tap it, or do you go like this and miss it? You know, yeah. Because if you want to get that one, you have yeah. to hit. Um, it's because that's the same thing with comic. People heckle a comic, and you're like, oh, I'm a professional comedian. Best backgammon play game I ever played. We're okay. in Tel Aviv. Um, uh, we're in a cab away from somewhere to uh, um. We're all going to chip in and get a hotel room. Oh my God. We need to do, we need to do a, keep going. I just got the most brilliant fucking idea. <laughs> we should do. Yeah. Backgammon, but just like professional wrestling. So it's me Come versus out. you. And you, you get one guy who's your dice roller, right? <laughs> Hi, you man. Get, yeah. You get one guy who moves like a hot chick in a bikini. will move like your Arvana white. Yeah. Yeah. We'll move your pieces for you. That's great. You're the brains. Right. And so, and then, and then, and then, no, then you get an, an actual hype man who's talking shit about your team. So you get like Mike Lawrence or fucking dance. Ain't Jermaine. Just to be shitting to, on you the whole time. Get you, getting you out of your just game. Just to be fucking with you. And then it's a it's a four person game, so it's four person. We, I bet we get Patton Oswalt to do it. Let's oh, Patton Oswalt's amazing at backgammon. Apparently, I, I texted no. him. I texted him last night, and I was like, "Hey man, do you play backgammon a lot?" And he was like, "Obsessively." Call, text him right now, and tell him I said he'd go fuck himself. Uh, pass on that phone over call. backgammon. Uh. I bet. I bet we don't can, cut that out. I I bet we can take all the comics who fucking play backgammon. Yeah. and you get a four person team, and you set it a up team. real nice. Like, yeah, yeah. Your dice roller. Like I, if I had <laughs> oh, yeah. Snoop Dogg rolling my dice, right? Snoop Dogg's rolling my dice. I get. Uh, I get fucking. Who do I get? Oh, I want to smoke. Oh, I get Christy Mack moves my pieces, and then my hype man would be. I would take Mike Lawrence as a hype man. He's a good one. And he's just talking shit. Hinchcliffe would not be bad. Hinchcliffe would be fucking great. Yeah. dude. Let's sell this as a fucking show. I'm in. I'll let you sell it, but I'm in. This is how... This is... Oh, I wonder if Tom can play backgammon. I'm sure he'll say he can. Okay. Nadav. You can be... Um, Nadav will do with the history so of wait, So wait, why do, why, do you, why do you guys play backgammon so much? So it's just part of the Middle Eastern culture. They play it all day. So we're in a cab. Where the guy goes... We greatest, start talk, we greatest backgammon. Yeah, match. we start playing. Uh, we start talking about backgammon. And the two guys sit next to me in this cab. Uh, and there's one in the front. And they're like... Uh, they don't play much, you know. I, I grew up with Israelis. Um, and so he, I was like, you want to play? And the guy's like, yeah, for your cab fare, double or nothing. And we didn't have that money. We were 18 and a half, oh you know. And so the deal was free cab fare means we're going to fucking live large, right? If we have to double this cab fare, we're sleeping on the beach. 
Like we cannot afford a hotel. Yeah. And they're like, what do you think, Ari? Like, it's like, c- can you win? And I'm like, I think I can, but it's a lot of luck of the dice, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, that's the weird part. Yeah. Remember, you know, that at the very end where you're like, I've beaten you pretty much, but if you get double sixes only here, you will beat me. Yeah. And then sometimes they do. So it's like that. And we're also, we played, we got out. He had a board in his trunk. We played on the hood of the car and I fucking beat him. Oh, shit. And it was, they were like, ah, the guy didn't even mind because it didn't matter that much to him, but it was like, it, it was so fucking tense of like, we don't want to sleep on the beach. We want oh to sleep God, in bed. That's fucking awesome. I don't <sighs> think I have a greatest backgammon story. I've been Probably because you're not that good. I've been playing on. By the way, can I tell you I've, what's crazy is I've only I've only played humans probably maybe twenty times. You, you, dude, it's like the, the the. So what do you do? You play like video poker where you're like, I, play, I know I'll raise them, they'll raise me back so, all it. Where so you just know how they'll do it. I play, I play, I've been playing video backgammon for eighteen years. I mean, do you have trouble making friends? No, I, I. I get, when I get anxiety on planes, I, if I play a game, oh, sometimes they have it on the, on the screen on the, on the TV. I played on the screens. I had uh, I and I. It's been you, on sometimes phones. you can play with someone in another seat. I've, I've done that. I've played, but like sitting across from someone, like at Go Big Show, we had backgammon boards. I got a small backgammon. I carry around. No, you do not. Oh, is it there? <laughs> you know who, cut you know that who, out. Please cut that out. You know who just? No, keep it in. You know who just? Uh, who just learned how to do that? What? My daughter Isla. Dude, I did that to Jay's daughter. She, look at my phone thing. Wow. It's her flipping me off. She just learned how to do that. I did it to Jay's daughter in Thanksgiving when yeah. she was 14. Uh, and I was like, oh, hey, I brought something for you. And she's like, you got to do, you got to couch it with that. I brought yeah. something for you. So they're like, looking forward to it. Or I, so you're looking for it. And I, I pulled it out. She just goes, like her whole world changed. She's like, what oh. the fuck? And that's, that's, a, that's an adult, first of all. Also, I can use that at school so well. <laughs> it was just like, uh, it was just so much to take in. So, so my my that was a dumb one. Of course, my, I didn't have a backgammon travel set my in my pocket. Co, my co lead on uh, on the on the machine is uh, a yeah. beautiful girl. I won't. By the way, I'm not saying her name. I don't want anyone to know who she is. I want her to just. I think certain things. I think about movies should be more secret. I think it's better if you see her for the first time. You go. I did not expect to see that person. But uh-huh. she was. Uh, she's from Croatia, and I said. I said to her. I did a joke to her, and it was the greatest way to do this joke. I said. Uh, I said, have you seen D's? And she goes, <laughs> she, goes <laughs> she goes, D's, D's what? Oh my God. And I said, D's nuts. And oh she goes, my God. And then she went she right would, into it. She would, she would go, D's nuts. And she would, she didn't understand it, right? So then, so then now think of all the ones you got loaded up. So I go, I go, oh shit. You got an up. She, oh, she got an hit up. you with, what are D's? I was like, ah, yeah. that doesn't work. I go, you got an up dock on your shoulder. And she goes, what's a up dock? <laughs> I mean, it was so much fun, but then she almost says what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Hey, for real, you got a smata baby on your ear. What's a smata baby? <laughs> I mean, it was so fun. But then what happened is it backfired. <laughs> it backfired, and I think at a point it caused a rift in our relationship because she thought I was making fun of her, and I was like, "No, it's an inside joke." <laughs> so then she didn't get it until she did these nuts. To someone else, and she was like, she, but oh, because works? she had an accent, it was so great. She goes, oh, "Peter, Peter, um, have you seen these?" And he goes, "These what?" And she goes, "These knots." And <laughs> she would do it like bore. It was the fucking funniest. <laughs> these knots. <laughs> oh, dude, this has been a great episode. How is it usually? By the way, and it's a lot of me <laughs> carrying a lot of the load. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ, I thought that was push. She's just oh, been sitting there the sitting whole time. Like, no, it's be it's funny. I I I I I'm I only like to do guest bears with people that I really know very well. I mean, it makes because the I because pause. I don't want to have to interview interview them. somebody. We were talking about that the interview podcast, and I say this as I my said, podcast, too. Yeah. Skeptic Tank, and Bert Cast is like pretty much interview. It was better ten years ago when stories weren't out, but like this kind of shit, fun shooting the shit is yeah. like the best. Oh, it's the best. I just changed my interviews to either people I've found online that I'm fascinated by, like yeah. this guy Van Neistat, or two dudes and drinking always. Two dudes drinking. Yeah, me and, just drinking, me and talking shit. Jay did that one. Me, me, me and Ren is easy. Me and Jay and, uh, and Tony oh, Hinchcliffe did uh -huh. it one time. But those are always the best is when you're partying a little bit. And then, and then I brought back my Open Tabs podcast. You did. I thought that was the most brilliant one. Uh, that was. I, I, should have one I, I should have listened is. to you. I should have listened to you at the very beginning, and I and because I, I, I it was too much for me to do, but uh, but yeah, I, the open tabs I just brought back. It's a it's a it's a great one. So like so like um, sometimes there's like new podcasts which is like oh that's a good angle on a new thing. Are you garbage? You got to do when you're in New York, yeah. and it's just like ask you questions about your oh, garbage oh, life, oh. and so it adds stories you don't normally do. The open tabs is like it's just like it'll just lead to conversation you've never had. There's a podcast I out there. Was so bad from you. There's a podcast out there that I saw on TikTok. Yeah, um, and it's these guys breaking down old movies, and it's and they they tell you things like, uh, like uh, uh they break down uh Encino Man. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, uh, did you know that Pauly Shore in all his movies would have Brendan Fraser show up as Link and say something about eating a frog? And then they go and show you all the clips. Or they, they go, they break down Sandlot. Oh, and they, or they, they go, uh, in Encino Man, do you know who this band was? It was Jello Biafria or whatever his name Biafra. is. Uh, Steve Perkins, a drummer from Whatchamacallit. And they're like, they were in this movie. And this is like from uh, uh, Jane's Addiction. And, and they're like, they, it was, it's so good. Do you know what it is? is there, I'm fucking stuttering. Someone really partied this week. Did you? Very I like when, when we started talking about Sober October, you were like, no, nah, I'm, I'm already sober. <laughs> I was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Can you check your history on TikTok? Like how long you been on there? No, I, I just saw it this morning on TikTok. Is there a setting where you could tell if you're too old for it? Dude, there are so many attractive people on TikTok. Look at this. Nick Diaz. I mean, look how old this is. This is some, wow. someone just puts this content on TikTok. Let's it's see if I can. Let's see if I follow them. Dude, I'm amazed at how many fights start on TikTok and don't get finished. What do you mean arguments? Just people are going, yeah, well, I'll fucking slap you. I'll fucking slap you. That's then, the internet. Let's see if it's I follow phonies, these guys. Fakers. <gasps> I got them. I got them. Yeah. They're called Confused Breakfast, and their fucking content, their podcast is possibly one of the most fascinating things I've ever seen. Confused, Confused breakfast. Content. And so like... I like that idea so of this. like looking at so, stuff that you grew up with in a new light. Okay, there's a... There's a right. 57 Chevy. Looks like a 57 Chevy I used to have. So 57 Chevy is what he drove in Dirty Dancing. Oh, really? Oh. I thought that was kind of cool. So they give you like these little insights that uh, you're like, oh, it's fucking... It's like all the Tarantino movies where they're smoking their, their uh, red apple cigarettes. Yeah. And it's like yeah. the world he sets up. It's the same world all the time. Well, like, he, he talks about there's so many movies where they're connected to another movie. Like this guy, what was the one they said? Um, they said, you ready for this? They go, uh, stand by me. Kiefer Sutherland is the guy who gets a gun pulled on him. And then he's like, and then we never saw him again. They go, well, what he did was 
he traveled down the coast to Santa Barbara and he met the vampire from Lost Guy, Lost Boys. Lost Boys. And he gave him the blood, he drank it, and he turned in. That is the same character. It's like a connection. Stephen King stuff has yeah, that same world. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I just found it. I love that shit. I fucking. And, and I find them on TikTok. I find I, there's so many attractive people on TikTok. You look on TikTok, everyone's hot. And then you walk into a Walgreens and you're like, what the fuck? It's not that great. It's not. Like, literally. So many people are ugly as fuck. I passed at the Rite Aid on Sunset, uh, whatever it is. I passed a long time ago, uh, 15 years ago. I lived by there. Passes old, like, just some housewife. Just some, like, wearing sweatpants, no ass, just kind of gross, you know? And I pass by her. I'm like, okay. And then I'm, like, shopping around. And I, and I come around her face and it's it's like just a housewife face kind of gross but i carmen electra no do you know what carmen electra's real name is come guzzler nope nope carmen electra's real name is oh fuck it's a famous porn star took carmen electra's real name and used it as her name oh really what is carmen electra's real name Tara Patrick. Tara Patrick. Patrick. Oh, that, Tara, that the is porn a porn star, star name. Is Tara Patrick? It goes. My porn star name is going to be Carmen Lecter's real name. There would How be no Carmen Lecter without Prince. Eh. Carmen Lecter is hot as shit. The crazy one is the. It's in film. Is the camera. you drop the mask and you're like, oh, what the fuck? What? Who? Like when you just when you see a chick and you yeah. see the eyes, you're like, oh my god. You makes you think everyone's got beautiful eyes, and then you drop the mask. You're like, what happened to your chin? Oh, yeah, just yeah, slants yeah, into yeah, a yeah, neck. Yeah. It goes right into your chest. Yeah, it or when you sternum hit, teeth, mm -hmm. or when you hear like customer service person on the phone, like, "Ooh, they sound hot." <laughs> <laughs> Based on what? There was a there was a chick that was I was with a bunch of people and she had a mask on and they were like they were like, "Hey, she's got to be gorgeous." And I was like, "Well, you got to get her to lower her mask." And they're like, "How are you going to get her to do that?" And that problem solving, I had so much fun problem solving. How, how to I, make someone lower their mask? I and so I and I. I figured it out first and I go, I got it. And they're like, no, I go watch me get it. And so I bring her over to the table. I go, Hey, can, you, can I ask you something? Is this spicy to you? Nice. I, I gave her a pretzel. I go, is this spicy? And she goes, spicy. I said, my friend had had COVID. So he has no sense of taste. I think it's spicy. He can't taste it. She goes, but as soon as I said, is this spicy? The, the all, whole table went, Oh, <laughs> she lowers her mask. And then they all go, Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah, my wife, I said to my wife, because my wife hasn't been out in public. We got on the plane yesterday, and the flight attendant, she's gorgeous, public, gorgeous yeah. eyes. Yeah. And Leanne goes, she is beautiful. I said, she hasn't lowered the mask. And she goes, well, you can tell she's beautiful. I go, nope. She has a little mask. And I go, now you got to really do some fucking math, okay? You're seeing a set of eyes that are, Great. inarguably, the more, some of the prettiest eyes I've ever seen. If she's got eyes that pretty, and she's that age, and you think she is, in fact, beautiful. Why isn't she on an Instagram influencer? Or why isn't she, why is she a flight attendant? There's got to be something off. She's a flight attendant, Leanne. She goes, no, that's not, that's not true. I said, you'll see. So uh, get our little boxes. Lady comes over, and I go, I got to ask you a question. I have no sense of taste. These pretzels, are they spicy? She goes like this. And Leanne goes, what the fuck? And then Caesar and the woman was disgusting. She dropped her mask. Teeth were all fucked up. Just like really skinny lips. And she was like, I don't think so. And Leanne's like, how the fuck? I go, uh, it's in my first fucking roll around the block in COVID. I gotta fucking find out what people look like. <laughs> a lot more attractive men. A lot more attractive, more attractive men, men. Than, than women. 
The mask That's has shocking. benefited a lot of women. That's shocking. No, uh, not even. I mean, DeRosa had one where he's like <laughs> talking to some chick and, and he was like hitting it off with her. And he was like, let me see without the mask. He goes, on the date, maybe. How bad do you want it? And he was like, love the idea. That should it. be a fucking game show. That should be a game show. It is in England. Are you serious? It's way worse than what you're thinking. It's one person dating. Yeah. Three people wanting to date that person. That's a standard dating scene setup, right? You ask them questions. They're behind a wall, each one in their own wall tube. You ask a few questions. You're now out of the camera shot. Okay. And then, <laughs> and then fuck you and fuck you. <laughs> no, no. Are you doing a visual of what they do? They go, and then you can't. <laughs> yeah. After the first set of questions, the wall that each person's in goes up and reveals them from the waist down naked. I'm loving After the this. second set of questions, it goes up to their chest. You eliminate another one. And after third, then you see their face. Then you choose which one you want. You see their dicks and their pussies. That's England for you. Wow. Yeah. It's I told you, the, the, my, my idea of a dating show, Yeah, they bring you up on stage. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ari Shafir. No, ladies. It's all women in the audience. Okay. This is Ari Shafir. All right, tell them about yourself. You tell them about yourself. Yeah. Give a little pitch. Awesome. Sit down. Everyone on your seat, you'll see a keypad with numbers from 1 to 10. Vote what you think Ari is. Rate him. And then oh. you hit Ari's an 8. And you go, okay, Ari, the audience has voted you a 7. And you're like, 7. They're like, all right, now, ladies, underneath your seat, you'll see what Ari has rated each of you. Wow. <laughs> you they pull it out and you're like, okay, all you ones and to sixes, get the fuck out. <laughs> so I then they go, wow. so then they go, Ari, you can take this seven who rates with you. They get five sevens, right? These are all five sevens, and these are all five tens. The tens, you go to fucking putt putt golf at the sink and sit over there. You don't or you can go to Greece with this seven, and you're like, fuck, I'll go putt putt with this one. Dude, you take a seven all day. Unless, because you know they'll go for it. Unless the 10 I know is Jewish and they'll have an unnatural attraction to me. The, David Taylor would say those times when, when he saw a girl looking at me like at the store, he'd just go up to them like, hey, are you Jewish by chance? She goes, how, how, would, how do you know that? He goes, man, I just had a hunch. So wait, so wait, do you think Jewish women have an unattractive, just a naturally, like Chelsea Handler, do you think she's just naturally attracted to you because she's Jewish? Chelsea Handler's Jewish? Oh yeah didn't know that um yes she would like she would rate me higher because it was just in them that i look like the type of thing that they want wow yeah it, it's it's not so it's like the non-jewish rating versus the jewish it's like your 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 um your gpa in major and out of major you know it's like that's two different scores <laughs> yeah wait so wait let's go who are the fam who are the most uh this is an hour and 45 minute podcast the the the, the, the i got fucking i got physical therapy in 30 minutes um the who's the hottest Jewish women in Hollywood? Princess, the new Princess Leia lady. Who? The one from Closer, the one that was in the second series of of of, uh, of Star okay. Wars, the two thousand one Star Wars. I don't know. On the next episode of Two Bears One Cave, we'll find out who the hottest. No, Jewish you guys know who is. that is, don't you? Jennifer Aniston's Jewish, right? She's Greek. No, it's the you know her. You know her. She's no. in the movie Closer. Just look that up. You'll get it. And the one who's the new Princess Leia, the 2001 Star Wars. Natalie Portman's Jewish? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's the she one. She is fucking gorgeous. She's the one. She's the one. She is. Oh, oh, and Gal Gadot. Oh, Gal Gadot. That I did a movie with her. The only I know, movie I've done, I know. I, did <laughs> I was like trying to talk to her. She, I mean, she's stunningly hot. And I say stunning, I mean, you're stunned talking to her. Like, did you go up to her and go, shalom? Yeah, I tried to like connect. I was like. Uh, my my dad's from Petah from Israel, and she goes, "Oh, 
<laughs> just walks head off like it just hit me later. I'm like, that's not impressive from where she's from. Like, yeah, I know a lot of people are from there. <laughs> I watched I watched a guy do that to my God my old friend it. did that to a bunch of girls. They were speaking Italian and he goes, Hey, uh, you know, they were talking Italian, and he just leans over and he goes, I speak Italian. And then I go, Hey, why would you do that? And I go, Do you realize how stupid it is? Can you imagine just someone turning around and go, I speak English? Yeah, badly. <laughs> I speak it not as good as you. All right, we gotta wrap this up. We gotta do ads and I have physical therapy. Well it was great doing a podcast with you. It was fun as shit, dude. It was a blast. Can I promote my uh my tour? Yeah, please. My Afghanistan tour as of right now. Oh, is, it, is that what your fans <laughs> named it? Yeah, this Afghanistan. Afghanistan. What's the artwork look like? That was not bad. You're in that one. I am? Yeah. It was just a, at that table of them taking over the uh, uh, the Kabul like like a uh, uh, office, you know, the old president's office. No, bring up my Instagram. So your pre your pre your sh- pre sales just started, or it's your general on sale right now for um the uh, Ari Shafir yeah. Afghanistan tour, and that's I don't know who made it. Who did make it? Uh, Whiskey Rampage. That's great. Yeah, Tacoma. Tacoma, Spokane, Orlando, Tampa, Miami, Oklahoma City, Miami Ooh, with Big J. Big sold out. What's sold out? What's Houston this? is sold out. Houston sold out. Um, Boston is coming, and then uh, Denver next year, all sorts of stuff. But all these different, I get, yeah, if you follow my Instagram, Ari Shafir, this is just a different Let's sell out Boston, poster. do two shows at the Wilbur. Money's like fucking oh, exponentially better. I did two shows last time. But yeah. I changing my life. Can, um, I show you, can I show you the, the one? Because I'll put po- anyone who gives me a legitimate, real... Uh, Photoshop that makes me laugh or cringe in a good yeah. way, I'm posting it. Unless it's like straight nudity. Um, and there's been two that I have not posted. Okay. One was me as a cop with my knee on a neck. Oh, my God. <laughs> on that neck. And I'm like, uh-uh, not doing it. Nice. it was right, yeah, and they gave it to me. The, and then here is the other one that I'm like, I, I, just, I, I, I can't. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, brother. Bert and Tom, Tom and Bert. One goes topless while the other wears a shirt. Tom tells stories and Bert's the machine. There's not a chance in hell that they'll keep it clean. Here's what we call Two Bears, One Cave. No scripts, a bit of booze, amateur partology. Dirty jokes, raunchy humor, no apologies. Here's what we call.